<laughs> Hello, kitties. It's your old pal, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And I hope you get to check out my good fiends at a decade of horror on the PSVG Podcast Network. I hope you love them like I do. They're a scream. <laughs> Coming to get you, Barbara. Greetings, ghouls and ghosts, and thank you for tuning in to A Decade of Horror, the epilogue, scary movie podcast where we relive the podcast. That was one scary movie at a time. The gang's all here. Josh Bones. Hi. Spookus Lucas. Hi. And uh, myself, obviously, Donnie. And uh, tonight, if you're watching us live, we're joined by our plus one, Mr. Delvin Cox. What's going on, dude? If you didn't know, I was always here just in the background, just watching it all happen. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> like, a, like a serial killer, like like Jason like Friday killer. the 13th, just in the background, waiting Stay. for the white people to slip so I yeah. can murder them all. <laughs> uh, guys, we haven't... We haven't talked or chatted scary movies since October. Yeah, October twenty fourth. It was like a bad breakup. We didn't talk <laughs> to each other. We didn't see each other. Um, so we're gonna. This is more of a free flowing show, but we wanted to kind of wrap up what what the show was as we've kind of everything is out and has been recorded. Um, but we went over so many movies. That a lot of people are asking for a definitive list. And as we said in our wow. previous shows, like, let's get everything back together. Let's go over the list that we created in total. And let's uh, make any final adjustments, a couple honorable mm. recommendations, so we can close this little mini series off correctly. So if you don't mind, I'd like to start there and let's start with the, the podcast that was. Here is the definitive Decade of Horror list as it currently stands. 2010, The Crazies. 2011, Paranormal Activity 3. 2012, The Cabin in the Woods. 2013, The Evil Dead. 2014, The Babadook. 2015, It Follows. Lucas, if you tell me that one of these movies is not in the right year, I swear. <laughs> I was just realizing that what we're about to talk about, I don't even know the years for them. So 2016, <laughs> The Witch. 2017, Get Out. 2018, Hereditary. 2019, Midsummer. 2020, Host. Hmm. That's 11 movies total. And the plan is for us to add four more to this list. To give you 15 of the best horror movies that you can watch from the last 11 years. Gentlemen, how do you feel about that list? Solid list. I got to be honest. It's a really solid list. I, I'm impressed that you guys kind of put this all together and it actually worked. Like It's a testament to you guys and y'all hard work watching all these movies and kind of Come up with your own definitive list for these movies. I, I'm I'm excited. Also, Train to Busan is my choice. That should be in this list by Ooh, far. Well, 
Okay. Save that. Yeah. Save that. <laughs> um, is there any thing that we put on this list that you now think needs to come off before we try and add anything else to it? <laughs> uh, anything you're feeling like, guys, we might've missed it on this one. Yeah. Probably uh midsummer. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> hey, I I will say this. I didn't like it as much as Donnie. I will nobody say that. nobody likes Donnie. that movie as much as me. <laughs> Ari Aster doesn't like that movie as much as I do. <laughs> um, no, I, I, you're good. Everybody's I like good. It. I mean, when I, I was I like watching it. movies, I had this idea that I would look through 2010, 11, 12 into find a hidden gem we must have missed or something but uh i don't know man it was it was those were bleak times i guess so i have a movie i think i might replace one of our movies with but i don't know if that's spoilers for what i watched after we recorded okay okay well we're gonna get there um so like i said let's start this movie and let's get to these 15 so that means we have four spots Mm. to fill we have not talked at all since our last show about scary movies, really. So nobody knows what anybody else is going to bring. And I'll kick off this rendezvous by correcting what is probably, in my opinion, the biggest sub in our current list. And that is The Conjuring not hmm. being on the list. We had deliberations, but Josh yeah. and I won out and we put The Evil Dead, the remake, over The Conjuring. So I would first like to propose that we add The Conjuring to this list as number 12. And because, uh, I mean, it's definitely it kicked off an entire universe of movies. I think it's definitely one of the best horror movies of the decade. It just happens to be in a year where I think there was a better movie. Okay, motion to add The Conjuring to the list. <laughs> does anybody Calvin? else? I mean, does anybody else feel like that one? I, I agree because... Of the importance of the movie itself, like it, like you said, it built the whole universe. And I thought it was, I thought, I think it's a pretty good movie, and it leads up to stuff. It's just kind of like it, it kind of not only did it build a, it built its own universe and stuff, but it also kind of built its own genre in terms of bringing back those type of those type of films. So I can see why it's important. Yeah, it brought back. So I feel the, like it has the, the haunting movie, the 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 scary house movie. I mean, it kind of brought all of that back, really, in a major way. I feel like Mr. it should Lucas, be on here. Rose, what, what say you? <laughs> I agree. I mean, I was the one fighting for this movie in place of the what we actually went with. So obviously, I I agree that it should be on the list. Uh, okay, I, I, I thumbs up across action. the board. So now I'm going to step back. And let you guys duke it out. Ooh, okay. Oh boy. Well, I know we're gonna talk about movies we watched after this podcast, after sure. the podcast, and something that I I told you after I watched this film actually changed a little bit. I watched this film and I said, you know, I I still don't think it beats my number one, but after marinating on it, uh, I think uh, uh, I would put let me in above the crazies wow wow so you liked so, it that much i i really was surprised by how well that film is made not just 
production, but story, acting, everything like comes together. And and I don't say I wouldn't say it's like it's traditionally scary. It's not now scary, right? It's not like it does have moments of violence, but it's usually silhouetted or not necessarily in your face. Mm-hmm. But it's traditional horror because the premise is scary. The thought of this happening is scary. Um, and it just it hits differently, right, than The Crazies. The Crazies is a full throttle, fast, scary, like violent movie. And this is kind of like the opposite of that movie. It's slow. It's methodical. But it has an incredible story behind it. And that it does, and it really, it really hits on traditional vampire stuff, like yep. stuff that we don't really see focused on. Usually, like one or two things pop up in a, a vampire film, and then they like break all the other rules, you know, however they want to. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just a movie that sits with me since I've watched it. It's really exciting when you're the person it. that recommended a movie that somebody else likes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like a real rewarding feeling. It's my favorite vampire movie. That's what I told you when I when I put it up for consideration. I I love that movie. So that's definitely a really good honorable mention throughout there to uh to kind of scope this project. I'm not sure what you guys have prepared in front of you. I have ten to twelve movies that I think have honorable mention credibility. Yeah, let me in is is one of them. I don't know if I'd give it one of the spots, but it's one of them. It's close. It's real close. Well, let's keep it in the back of our minds, though. Sure. Yeah. I, I will say this, and this is one of the reasons why I love this podcast so much coming in as a fan of the show. The fact that there are so many horror movies I just didn't watch. Mm-hmm. And hearing you guys break it down, even with the spoilers, it made me want to go watch the movie. Yeah. And I think that says a lot for the a great job that you guys done with this show. Like, if you're telling me about a story and you're telling me the highs and lows of it in such detail, it makes me like, you know what? Let me check this out. And I've checked them out, a lot of these movies out, because of your, you guys' recommendations, and I've enjoyed them. And I think that's just a testament of how good this show is. And because you guys kind of break it down in a way that is digestible for us to understand even with the plot twists and stuff, even when, with some of the spoilers that you guys give, when I watch the movie, it still feels fresh. Yeah. Because so uh, well, the argument that I would make on the spoilers front is I can tell you what happens, but seeing is believing. Like you can anticipate yeah. something and it still not ruin the entire movie for you, especially if you've never seen it before. You know, I think it's different if you're watching it for like the second or third time, but if you're seeing it for the first time, it's still... Still new. Depends on how twisty the spoiler is. I mean, I think we tried to stay away from like the ultimate twist, unless it was a pretty old or pretty popular movie. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Delvin. Um, Lucas? Uh, yeah. We need to talk about Kevin. Ooh. <laughs> Did you like this one or no? Yes. Oh, uh, I- I'm two for two. I would say that in the light of, let's see, Paranormal Activity 3 was the 2011 top dog. Yep. I mean, par- I mean <laughs> we're talking about a, a, not even a, well, a trilogy at that point, but the third movie. I don't know, man. After watching this movie, it feels a bit uh, above 
the rest. It's like a cut above, you know, from from the directorial standpoint, from the story, everything. This is like pre-Midsummer, pre-Hereditary, um, you know, that class of movie. While not necessarily horror as we think about it, slasher type oh. movie, something like that. I find there's two types of horror movies, or at least that's the way they get categorized. Horror movies like slashers, and then horror movies that are about things that are horrible. You know what I mean? Um, events. The I mean, type like, of movies that are an experience that are horrible. So I'm saying we had the the Sandy Hook shooting, and and you know Columbine and all these other things. These moments that like really kind of rock our our our, our just our well being. You know, just our yeah. general day to day, and yeah. this movie plays on that, and that's a heavy heavy theme and yes. uh when i mentioned it on our podcast i was I'm, I'm i'm still particularly stunned that more horror creators haven't gone there and i just wonder if it's too heavy if it's too taboo and they're just a little scared to go there well and during this movie you kind of get the sense of i tried to go in as not knowing as much as i could after talking about it you know kind of mm -hmm. let enough time go by that i was like, oh, I sort of remember where this is going. But even so, it's done skillfully in such a way that it actually tells you or hints towards that anyway. But you're left wanting to watch, or at least I was left wanting to watch it, even though I know what direction it was going. Um, there's a lot of things happening here. It's not just this kid is an awful kid. It's the mom's journey from before to now and what she's experiencing. There's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Yeah. And I, I think it was done really well, and I think it deserves a bit more credit than uh, it has been given. So okay. I, I think that it, I think it should replace because Paranormal Activity, yeah, it's a fun You're ghost touching. movie. You're touching on my, I love it. It's Toby, baby. Paranormal I Activity. It's the best I will, one. I will say that I haven't, um, I haven't watched Paranormal Activity yet. Three, but. Uh, to me, the first one is the one that sort of kicked off that whole found sure. footage genre again. Sure. And to me, that almost gives it more credence to be on a list like this than the third one in the series. Well, you know what I mean? It came out before 2010, so we can't do Yes, that. of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no, I, get, I definitely get it. It definitely has the cachet and the way it was shot and like the Blair Witch like its success in the in in the sense of its creation is almost a bigger story than the actual movie itself. Um, yeah, but I I just I personally like three. I think three is the best one of the bunch. So so maybe uh, a spot in the honorable mentions. Yeah, thank you. Especially made a, since you've made a strong 10, case. Ten to ten to two thousand twelve is. I'm sorry. Pick me. Pick me. Well, I wanted to quickly. So Delvin, your your honorable mention is Train to Busan. Yes, I saw the movie after you guys recommended it. Had you ever heard it, of it before listening to the show? No, really, oh, never wow. heard of it. Wow, guys, that's, and 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 that's the dream. Who know me? No, I don't like subtitles at all. <laughs> like, like I watch anime it's tough. dubbed. It's tough. I watch anime dubbed. I watch <laughs> any movie that has subtitles. Like, if it doesn't, if if I can't watch the dub version, I just don't watch it. So, I came in this movie like mm, I don't think I'm gonna like this. As soon as I got into this world of this movie. I was enthralled to the beginning to end. 
It may be my favorite zombie movie of all time. Wow. That's a very wow. good pick if it is. I mean, there's nothing, there's no shame and there's nothing, there's no stone that I would throw if that's your favorite zombie movie. It's deserving of that type of credential. I, I like everything about it. I like, I like the, the fact that the zombies, and this is something I don't think I even touched on about it that, that got to me, is the fact that these zombies are virtually indestructible. Like, like Walking Dead zombies, you kid them in the head, they're out. These zombies, they were bashing them in the head. They were flying off of roofs, and they were still coming. It, it, was, it was insane. It, it was almost like World War Z. Yeah. But the people but didn't feel... Yeah. But the better. people didn't feel powered. <laughs> they felt helpless. So it was like watching everything go down and watching the people that you grew to like in the movie die it was heartbreaking. Like, damn, that sucks. It, it it got to me more in a way that most movies don't get to me in terms of like there are characters in this film that are just some are unlikable, some are badass, and some are just snakes. Yeah. And when you and and you you will go through a range of emotions from completely hating one character to loving him. And there's characters that you didn't think anything about then you end up despising that character because of certain actions they committed in the film. And I found that fascinating because it's it's such a good movie. I highly recommend it. It's one of the few times where I watched the movie and as soon as I got off from what finished watching it, I immediately went on Twitter to start talking about it, ranting and raving about it. And people were like, oh, this movie has a sequel. Like, what? <laughs> like, like, yeah, it has a sequel. I'm like, when does it come out? Oh, it's already out. You can like buy the sequel. It's like six dollars. If I, if I can save you the time and money, don't. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard that. I've heard don't. the sequel is it's not no, good. No. It's not good. I've heard it's not even like bad for a sequel. It's just bad, which is worse. Yeah, it's not again. It's not really a sequel. They're doing like this weird thing where it's like a tale to you brought to buy train to Busan. This other thing that's loosely. In the same universe, and it's not as good. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's more like a Resident Evil movie. And if you go into it wanting that, it's not awful. Crazy action scenes and stuff. But coming off the first movie, you're like, this is not what I want at all. Like yeah. it is. It is not. It's not even close. It's not. It's not even the close to the same thing. The f- Train to Busan feels like what I want a Resident Evil movie to be. Mm. And then Peninsula yeah. is basically them trying to make Resident Evil. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so uh don't 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 watch that one that one's not good all right so all four of us have put a movie down all four of these movies are on my honorable mention list josh you wow. said you had another one i wanted to talk about what lucas's movie <laughs> oh Ooh, no. okay so i also watched this this was a movie that i watched post podcast and you hated it i hated it the way you hated last of us too no i really i i i 100 percent get why it's important and why people like it sure but i hated this movie uh but i my biggest criticism well there's a few i should say because if i hated it i would have more than one criticism i didn't like the way it was shot first of all i really did not like the way they handled it oh it wow. was a lot of it was a lot of you mean like the cutscenes, like the throwbacks waiting and waiting to like they're trying to tell you the story and it's just so boring at the beginning like i get it you get it right away. Yeah, the mm-hmm. mother's having a tough time. You get it right away, but then you're but you you're haven't lived it. With, 
70 minutes. Yeah, you got to live in it. Yeah, but you live in it for seven minutes and it's still just as bad. (laughs) Like, and you know what else I didn't like is they, and I can only speak for myself, but really what they do for me was it seemed like they were trying to put in my head that a sociopath is is created by a mother who isn't maybe the best mother. And I was like, uh, is that what they're trying to tell me? I mean, is I totally it, think that's possible. Are they telling me two things? Are they telling me he is a sociopath and she's a bad mother? Are they telling me he killed My take was he's a sociopath, so she bad. became a bad mother. Like, like it was his behavior that he's, set her off like, that way. She's not like the worst mother. She like, keeps like, trying to care for him. Right. And she keeps some, getting rejected. And like, what right. would that do to you as a parent and your psyche? Yeah. That's kind of how I took it, but it does, it does ask those questions. And to me, like, there's not really a clear answer there, but it does pose those questions. And I found myself having to, to be like, cause to me, it was hard believing that a kid at that age could be that evil. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, really the kid is always evil. He's never just like drawing or watching cartoons or doing kid stuff. He's just literally out to get his mom constantly. But yeah, then I had to put that food. <laughs> What's that? He's smushing his food and it's upsetting. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, he does do a lot of things that are upsetting. And I just had to put that out of my mind and be like, okay, but what if there was this one kid? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just takes, but one. those types. Yeah, exactly. Those types of thoughts in like what you said with, saying is she a bad mom i think part of that just comes down to that she's thinking as a character is she a bad mom there's a lot of that where she's you know remembering these times and it's like am i the cause of all that and and to me that's part of what makes it so great is like if you've been a parent you know those times obviously her relationship with her kid is almost 100 percent Am I doing the wrong thing for my child? Am I be? Am I flying off the handle too much? Um, and the divorce talk, where he like John Cirelli just looks at her and he goes, "I guess at least the custody thing is handled." And I was like, oh "Yeah, God, yeah, that was rough." <laughs> I mean, it it the relationships feel fairly real and yeah. they're intricate because the kid is pitting the husband against the mom. He knows and exactly. Mister. Yeah, and, and you sit- see the deterioration yeah. of like their love, and you see yeah. like how much they like each other, and how bad it gets, you know. And to provide a little cover fire for for Josh, if we're gonna try to vote this one off the island, it's a tough oh. recommendation. Yes, it's I'm not for everybody. It, it is slow at times. Yeah. It's kind of artsy. It does require, I think, like a good amount of your attention, and not in like a thrilling, it's constantly captivating type of way. Yeah, it can be true. slow or boring, but it like it's it's real life. I think that's why, you know, it's not like we've set the house on fire and slit somebody's throat. It's not shocking yeah, yeah. in that way. It's think, very grounded and that can feel normal. You're like, what some, am I watching? <laughs> some people had that uh, reaction to uh, Midsummer. Uh, I remember some people mm-hmm. like this is slow and boring. And even that movie does more than this one. By to- far try to get you, you know, engaged right off the bat. Like the opening is just, wow. Whereas this, you're just kind of, like you said, you live in that depression for quite some time. And I can't like, Josh, if you found that boring, there's nothing I could tell you that's going to change your mind. And that is 
that is Which is yeah difficulty of but i get i get why it's beloved like beloved i i do get it i it's just it's one of those uh like another movie i watched in this list like uh it just hits that thing that uh fights against my sensibilities my that child danger that, yeah yeah you've talked that, about that you know that weird it's know. a trope, it's man. That's going to like point. cut off like a quarter of horror movies for you. That's a quarter know, of wow. every horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, well, I think if, when it's not used like a crutch, like in Pet Cemetery, like I think it can be okay, which is why I get why people like this. Yeah. I, I just don't it. want it just dang for me. Just my, for me, it's just not in the wheelhouse. You know, I brought up, I brought up my wife. Um, she loves this movie, but it's real hard for her to, like, this was a tough one for her to watch. The reason we ever watched this movie and the reason I ever came across it, I think I was looking up things that were like the omen i've talked about before like she uh, likes yeah. like the scary child movie and this one was tough like she was like i don't know if i want to watch this and she loves it she thinks it's a great movie but it's yeah it's hard it's grounded in reality which it really it is separate it from hard it makes it scarier yes yeah. you know what's more believable this story or like two kids sewing their mom's mouth shut like this right. story <laughs> um okay we've knocked off almost half of my movies so i'm just gonna start throwing them out here so we can try it because remember we gotta pick three and i got yeah. 12 and you guys have routed off four of them so um i'm gonna start with the first movie that i think ooh, i'm gonna make a case to put on this list which means one of my favorites is gonna be off lucas you recommended a movie to me that i watched after our show that i hadn't watched before and it is called the platform and it is excellent <laughs> it no, is i think that was josh or was actually. it josh it yeah, was me, but that's okay. I, sorry. I ended up watching it too, though, so at least I can... It's incredible. It's it? really good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how have I not watched this movie before? So, subtitles, yeah. Subtitles, that's how. I th- you're right. Subtitles. It's, it's, a, it's a tough recommendation, but it is great. And uh, having watched it, this is one of the movies, and it's not like in a Saw type of way or like hostile yeah. but this movie like made me want to look away from the screen i had two moments when i had to do it during this movie. just like oh, i can't <laughs> i can't and um man it was really really good we watched it from start to completion uh i have a list here of i think Dex. 12 movies <laughs> and i will describe them <laughs> i have a list here of 12 movies that you guys recommended that i hadn't watched and i watched six of them nice. i still haven't done hobo with a shotgun don't. I still haven't. I haven't done Snowpiercer, um, but no, I've done. Okay. I, I wouldn't consider Snowpiercer a horror movie, though. I like Snowpiercer a lot, but I wouldn't yeah. consider horror. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Okay, and I didn't do Love and Monsters yet. That was another one that I really wanted to get to. That That's I've been like waiting. a romantic horror. <laughs> okay, but of the list, <laughs> I like this movie a lot, and I would throw it up for consideration for honorable nice. mention. Okay. Nice. Um, the other ones that I'll throw out here real quick, we'll just run through them. Your next Southbound as above, yeah. so below, um, Insidious, and then you guys have named all the other ones. Oh, as above, so, uh, so below isn't on our list. Didn't make it. Uh, okay, let me just do two real quick since we're doing the real. Two, we're just doing the nominations. Yeah, we'll talk about them later. We're we talking uh, about them now. I guess maybe your next I would add as my third because I actually really enjoy that. Yes, um, yes. Did you? Uh, did you? Did you find it from the show or or did you already watch it? I had it on Blu-ray and watched it a long time ago, and I liked it back then. It's uh, interesting, entertaining movie. I liked it a lot. 
best modern slasher. That was my take on it. Yes. I think it's the best modern slasher. I think the slasher could live amongst the 80 slashers and nobody would know. If like in what we told you, it, it could totally live there. There's a great moment in that movie where um, the main character, well, I shouldn't say the main character. A ca- the main character is the girl, but she comes with her boyfriend to the family thing and and, and, you know, things get out of hand and she starts taking control and it seems very unbelievable. And I think the best moment is when halfway through the movie that is explained why she can do what she does. And it totally coasted from there for me. I was like, I, I, I was like, this hits right at the right moment because you're questioning if she could be bad or if she could be like, what the deal is? Why does she know these things? And then they just give you this awesome character development in the middle of the movie where yeah. it's with people you think like that, that don't even need to know this information, but it really just cements <clears throat> that character for you in the ending, man, like the very, very ending. I'm so happy that you like this movie. I've been telling people for like seven Harvard. years how great <laughs> your next is. And I feel like it's one of those movies. Everybody probably has a movie. I feel like it's one of those hidden gems that I know about yeah. that nobody in the world knows about. I'm like, you've got to watch this movie. Do you like it Jason? Watch this movie. It was great. Um, um, Lucas recommended The Ritual, and I loved it. Good one. I have a listener of the show, a friend of mine who listens to the show, who also watched that movie and loved it. He sent me a whole text thread about it. It's the Blair Witch movie we should have gotten. Good point. <laughs> yeah, it is so true. well done. The acting is incredible. The storytelling works real well, and everything – I think Lucas said this while we were recording. Everything seems – plausible i think he, he was talking about this movie and i pulled up the trailer mm-hmm. and i was like oh the tents fly in the air too and he's like yeah but it makes sense and then i watched <laughs> Good it, was point. Right. it made sense and i think everything about that that you movie can suspend was, disbelief right? when given a reason to do so yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> magic can exist in a world as long as the magic has rules and makes that's, sense you that's can't me and delvin's biggest uh Biggest complaints with wrestling. (laughs) All kinds of crazy things can happen when explained and given motive. Yeah. Yeah. I would add Bone Tomahawk, but I can also understand how it could be considered more of a Western than a horror movie. Sure. I, dude, I I would second you on the Bone Tomahawk. uh, As a recommendation or more Western than horror? As a recommendation. Oh, okay. Sorry. Bone Tomahawk Um, does a really good thing about. Why are you in my breakfast? And making, <laughs> I love that one. And making everything like I watched um, on the Blu-ray. There's like a kicks right into a Fantastic Fest uh, interview after they screen the film. And we mm-hmm. talked to the, to the director and Richard Jenkins and Matthew Fox. And I was like, Richard Jenkins was in this movie. I didn't right. even recognize him. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh my god, this movie's ten times better now. <laughs> He's <laughs> such a great character actor. I couldn't believe it. I just spit across my room right now. After <laughs> uh, <laughs> it wasn't spit. That's such a great movie. Uh, uh, the reason why it's a great horror movie is because it's not like a horror movie until it is, and then it's this all like it is is a horror like- movie. <laughs> 45 minutes into it you get like that misery scene yes and you're like yeah. Ugh. and then you're like well, all right we're here like there's no horror and then yeah you're right it's like zero to ten total yeah. horror movie are you live with these characters the whole movie so at the by the time it becomes the horror film you're already invested in these characters 
even if you were like going in to expect it to be a horror, there's going to be a point in the movie where you go, okay, it's not a horror movie, but it's, you know, it's good so far. Mm-hmm. And then, a bone yeah. tomahawk comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. And what a sound. Uh, like, oh, that's what they call the it. Sounds. <laughs> movie, bone the sounds yeah. in Bone Tomahawk are expert level, right? Yeah. I filmed that really movie are. in 21 days. The crunching. Oh, like yeah. the cr- sounds are the best. Everything has a very heavy weighted sound yeah. to it. When they when the bone tomahawk hits, it just crunches. You feel it. Whistles like, through the air. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Um, so there's I, other movies I want to talk about, but I want to get to, to you guys too. I don't want to just. Uh, would they be the honorable ones, recommendations? No, no. The other ones okay. I just want to talk that okay. I talk about. Cool. Any Anybody else have any other honorable recommendations? I have two, okay. actually. One, you guys talk, well, both of them talk about on the show, but. Happy Death Day. As an honorable okay. recommendation for one of the yeah. best movies of the decade. Yes, I'll tell you why. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. Shut you down. <laughs> well, I like it. I don't like it that I, much. I, there are a lot of good movies we're going to leave off this oh list. Oh, yeah, definitely. The other one I think should definitely be on this list. Okay. The other one I'm going to should definitely be on this list. But Happy Death Day is one of those movies I feel like that it's, it's kind of had that scream feel to it. That scream horror film when it's trying to do something different and unique to the, the genre that we haven't seen before. Like the whole Groundhog Day thing and, oh, we, we're trying to find a killer. And as hard as this person, person at the beginning of the story is kind of irredeemable. They're a horrible person. And then when you see them get killed and stuff. And as the story progresses, you see them get killed in more brutal, violent ways. And you're trying to. And you're I trying do like to how, how much variety they do with their kill scenes. Yes. Yeah, that's real good. And I think, I feel like this movie, because they've been trying to do this for the longest time, bring back that kind of young horror feel with the young, the young teens at a college. It's a horror comedy. You know, it's a, it's a team screen. Like it's not. So here's the thing. The Groundhog Day is somewhat novel to the horror thing, but like the teen scream isn't like this is, we've done horror comedies for a long time. I do think Happy Death Day does it well. I think- and that's the, my point. I think the script is pretty smart, actually. Because the teen screams, as of late, have not been necessarily that good. More of them than not are bad. Yeah, like about really bad. seven out of ten of them are bad. And about <laughs> two are just okay. And rarely do you get one that you're like, this is good. I agree with and you. I, I think it's good. And that's why I kind of land on it in terms of like, okay, you rare, like, scream is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> then you get... I know what you did last summer. That's not then, as good. Exactly. Then you get like, <laughs> then you go down the list like these kind of young Scream coming wannabe. of age horror, horror movies are hard to find. So when you get one that's good like Happy Death Day, it's like, oh, this is really good. And plus, I think people slept on that film. I, um, I do too. That That's actually one of the, my things about it is I think it, for whatever reason, sometimes, you know public reception to something is just negative and like this movie and its trailer like in all of the blogs and all the stuff i listen to they immediately like turned on it they're like this isn't going to be any good i think my wife said the same thing the first time we saw the trailer this isn't going to be any good and, and then i, I bought the movie and we watched it and it's like i'm not here to tell you it's the greatest thing ever but it is good it's a good entertaining movie i think the 50 cent song kind of commercial kind of Threw people off of it because the whole commercial with them playing Ghost Shorty, it's your birthday. And they kept playing it over and over again. Like, oh, this is going to be terrible. It's, it's act- your birthday. 
I don't have to pick up the phone. That's my my wife's. uh, I woke my wife up to that song this year on her birthday. We played that for the alarm. Um, Did you try to murder you? I mean, it was a rough year for Happy Death Day. 2017, there's probably eight movies I put ahead of it. Yeah, that's the problem (laughs) with it. It's it's just good. Um, But better than Jennifer Love Hewitt's Attempt to Horror. So. Disagree. I did not like the Happy Death Day. I prefer. I still know what you did last summer over Happy Death Day. Ooh, wow. I did not like that. Wow. Me neither. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what was your second one? Us. Okay. okay. I think Us is one of those movies that try to do something different. I think. I feel like Us, like Donnie, kind of feels about Midsummer. In terms of Us, is so multi-layered and stuff. If you don't catch all the things, sure. You won't get it, but when you get it and it connects with you, you're like, holy crap, this is this is good. Like, I remember when I first saw the movie, I saw the movie on, not even opening, I saw it a month before it came out because I had press passes to see it. And it was like, I didn't know what to expect because I didn't hear anything about the movie. I was turned like in Jordan Peele's next movie and stuff like that. And when I watched it, when I left the movie theater, I didn't know what to feel about. Kind of like, huh? That ending was kind of weird. Like, what does that mean? But then it, it was one of those movies that made me want to look into all the things about it, all the aspects about the movie. And then when I watched it again, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And it's one of those movies that, if you pay attention to it, you have to sit there and think. But if you pay attention to it, you'll love every aspect of it. Like even the little small details of like how. Well, I guess we're getting the spoilers for us. The big plot twist. How dare you? What a... (laughs) (laughs) The big plot twist of the movie about who the girl is and who the girl became is kind of like... It's fascinating because the beginning of the movie, you're showing this little girl with this this little black girl with this in-the-strip family who her dad's kind of a jerk or whatnot. And... Through some happenstance, she gets thrown into this weird world, but we don't know that she's got thrown into this weird world. Well, I, feel, I feel like we do, but we like the, that was my thing about the movie is yeah. at the beginning we do like that's totally the the insinuation is oh yeah this just happened, but yeah. but you don't know it and the movie goes a long way out of its way to convince you otherwise, only yes. to then turn it back around and do it again. So I felt duped twice. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the brilliance of it because then when you think about it more, it's kind of a messed up situation in terms of like these parents got this child that wasn't their child mm-hmm. and raised them, raised this child who by all circumstances could not talk, could not do anything else because it, the child came from another world essentially where she had to, re- so this child had to relearn everything that we learned in a short period of time. Like, I think the child was like 12 at the time. I don't, I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just say she liked to, so she had to learn, relearn, younger, but okay. Probably was, she had to relearn English and everything and adapt to this new life. This kind of good life. As opposed to the life she was living before. While this other child who was already kind of in that good life was basically st- stricken into yeah. less than poverty. Yeah. And, and because she was kind of the best of the worst, because she had intelligence and stuff like yeah. that, because she came from this world. The land of the was, blind. Yeah, she was able to inspire this whole group of people to follow her lead. And 
they thought that she was leading her to the prom, leading them to the promised land. That's how they got so enthralled into this hands across America thing. And the whole and it's <laughs> and it's crazy because they thought their salvation was hey we're gonna kill our oppressors per se and do this hands across America thing not per se. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much did. <laughs> yeah, they very so much. much. We're going to yeah. kill them. <laughs> they killed their oppressors, and they thought doing the hands across America would would solve their problems. But the problem is, they didn't think past that. That yeah. was their solution. Right. So, pretty much, all those creatures died. <laughs> They're all dead because they didn't. Their whole thing was, let's kill our oppressors and get, do this hands across America thing. And we will, we will basically get, get our salvation. Well, that's an interesting take. I never got that when I watched it. That you know that they all died because we don't see that. And that was that's my biggest issue with the movie is that there's so much left to interpretation. Yes, because that, that's the whole thing about it, which is kind of fucked up. Because they because they were following this one person, they didn't know what to do after they got their victory. Yeah. So they're just essentially stuck in that one spot. Kind of like they were. When you know before they'd come out from the underground, yes, that movie needs a prequel and a sequel. Like, there's just a whole lot to that universe that, that we yeah. just don't have. I think it's a fascinating universe, by the way. Even I agree. The whole thing about- that was my biggest issue with it that it was tremendous, and yeah. there's so much left there that that you know it's is that's untold. Yeah, even the whole thing about the government making these copies of people to basically manipulate them because yep. the whole system was supposed to be. What an the amazing the, Netflix series this could be. Yeah, very mm. much so. The people on the bottom were supposed to be able to manipulate the people on the top. Right. But that's not what happened. And they couldn't figure out the system, so they kind of just dumped the program. So that that part of it alone feeds into black people's fear. Because black a lot of black people always have that fear of like, oh, the government's out to get us. Yeah. They always like, from the Tuskegee experiments and all that stuff through... That's a fear of black people. That's actually a fear of black people. So when you see these type of things, they're like, Oh, this shit can actually happen. <laughs> like the government's always trying to figure out ways to get to us. Mm-hmm. And I think us does a great job at playing on that and saying, hey, this is one of the experiments they tried. It just failed and they just abandoned it. Hmm. And they thought nobody would find out about it. But by happenstance, no, somebody found out about it and it got out and became a national disaster. It would be a tremendous TV series, though. Like yeah. just the whole espionage, oh, yeah. like back end, you know, trying to keep it secret and everything. And then the actual thing coming out and then how people deal with it and stuff like it, it would be a tremendous series. All right. Anybody else? Honorable mentions. Cause we got to pick uh, three. Some of mine were already said, so I'll just, um, I don't have to talk to about them really. Cause I've already talked about them, but I would also like to offer up for, uh, your consideration, <laughs> uh, green room. I still think one of my, I mean, I, I forgot about the witch because of green room and I had to go back and go, wait, wait. <laughs> um, I just love that movie. And then, uh, I was going to, uh, um, recommend Mandy, but instead I'm going to go with the void because I think the void Mandy, Mandy is a little bit too hard to recommend. Whereas the void kind of hits sort of that eighties, uh, body horror type. Yeah. Thing yeah. that you know who you could recommend that movie to so i'm going to put up the void for recommendation just because it's sort of like evil dead if you look at our list that we have a lot of them are just you know the type of movies that movie lovers can 
appreciate people who this is where he language. rags on all of our favorite movies josh this is the <laughs> no, show. no uh i uh but like evil dead is they're also, okay you know that's fine they're not <laughs> films but you know compare midsummer to evil dead i can no get, don't I, do that <laughs> i can watch them in a wife. double feature and yes and, yes and exactly. say thank you look is i want to explain your opinion can you you want to add a movie to your list that i want to add and maybe we can we can push donnie to add it Okay. Colorado Space. Colorado Space? Colorado Space. Yeah, that's a, that's a quick note <laughs> for me. I think that's a hard sell. Manny I mean, I is way better one. than that movie. I was our number ones. Yeah, but that's because 2020 has sucked. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to bring some process here. Okay. I concur with Train to Busan. I think it's one of the better movies of the decade. Yeah. I'm okay with that. So I'm going to say Train to Busan. Let me in and you're next. Those are my three that I would recommend in here. Those are your, do you, those are your only three? You're not, no budge? I'm trying to pick <laughs> the best out of these. Now, are you trying no, to pick the best out of your list? No, no, yeah, I am. I'm trying to pick the best out of my list. <laughs> okay. So deliberate. Gotcha. Those are the three that I would take out of all the honorable mentions that you have said that I've seen and mine. And the three that I would go with would be right, Train to Busan, Let Me In, and You're Next. Let me do this. So what we're going to do. So. So hang on. Let's train to be Yeah, Yeah, Okay. Right. You There's, there, there needs to be uh, more zombie rep in this list. So I'll say yay to train to Bazan. Happy that day. I'll say yay. Because I feel like you recommended it. Like that's yeah. I, 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 I feel like out of the choices, you can't that I say have, no now. You put it yeah, on the list. Yeah. I feel like out of the choices I have, this is the one that can get in. So that means we really only have two. We have two Tommy, spots. You have, two you're spots. next. I have Wait, you're I next. Now here's the thing. If I had to rank them, you're next. Then let me in. Let me in. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love you're next, a, and it kills me because I'm staring at <laughs> as above, so below, and I feel like it needs to be on this list. I wish I had watched your next. I saw it when it first came out and I don't remember anything about it. You know it. what? I'm going to take it back. I'm going to go your next as above, so below. Wow. I'm out and let well, me in. Well, don't gotta, worry. Let me in is on my list. You got to so. fight that one on your own, Josh. Uh, <laughs> as above. I love so it. My favorite zombie love, movie. I actually I love as above, so below as well. Lucas, you have. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin. Kevin. The void. <laughs> the void. Of I course, like Lucas it. brings the Kevin movie to the show. And <laughs> Green Room. Green Room. Or Kevin representation in this episode. I have. Let me in. Oh, um, I forgot about the platform. No, nope. you have take it back. Well? Take it back. You're next oh. to the platform. Oh boy. You some two, Donnie, so you can have the platform. Do you? Are you doing Bone Tomahawk, Joshy? Uh, not uh, for me. Don't tell me what to do, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, don't even bother. So at this point, we're picking two out of like twelve, so we're splitting hairs. I'm just doing three each. We what we have? We, we have, have the Conjuring and Train to Busan. Lucas Conjuring filling two of four spaces. We you need two movies to complete this right. list. We need two movies to complete this list. You know what? I'll go with Donnie and say you're next. Oh, I've got votes. Okay. <laughs> I like your next, so I'll go with Donnie. Say your yes, next. and I'll put Bone Tomahawk for my third nomination. I had, to, I had to teach myself how to spell Tomahawk three times this week, but now I know how to spell it. Is it Tomahawk? Hot. A, it's A. 
Uh, okay, so Trade Your Busan is definitely in. Yep. And the Conjuring's in. In the Conjuring. The Conjuring. We have to pick two. Uh, no, no. If, if your next I is in, we got to pick one. Test, but that's okay. <laughs> I know I know better than to I haven't seen it so I can't really protest it Under. well I mean really for my list the only thing that I'm going to say is green room that's I mean okay so it's hard it's hard for me to really I'm like, gonna have to pick to up one of these movies yeah I mean let's put green room up conjuring I'm sorry you want to pick on a movie you said Let's no, 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 no. I feel like I feel like to split a vote here, I'm gonna have to pick one of the movies that's not oh, my right, movie. Right, right. So we have Conjuring Busan. Yeah, they're in. So far. They're Those in. in. They're we, need, in. Yep. we need two more. Two more. I we have to pick. I said you're next. More. You said you're next, and Delvin said you're next. So it feels like you're next fills one of those. I mean, I unless you back out, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that I means think that means I would have one to spot. Vote but would I pick it over the platform? Good point. I also would suggest the platform. <laughs> if you'd like, I mean, all four of my movies could just fill the spot. <laughs> no. We could go to the platform, your your next, Train to Brisson, and The Conjuring. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, they're all amazing. Yeah, those are four all movies I could totally get behind. I like it, guys. Good job. <laughs> Sorry, Lucas. <laughs> I like where this is going. <laughs> Uh, I guess you're next. Was on the list. That's so we have one spot. That's the one I suggested. Lucas did not submit the platform. Just eight movies. I liked the platform. I would be all right. I just mm, I. mm. If you liked it, it shouldn't go on the list, Lucas. But you love it. I don't think it's that scary. Okay. Okay. Is that how horror movies happen? <laughs> we have two votes for the platform <laughs> right now. Scary than horror. Yeah. We have one movie left. We have to pick between Happy Death Day, Us. Yeah, it's not Happy Death Day. A platform. We need to talk about Kevin, The Void, Green Room, Let Me In, The Ritual, and Bone Tamahawk. I would pick Let Me In out of those for me. Okay. Out of those, which one you would pick the Green Room, Lucas? What? Out of okay. those that he just mentioned, you would pick Green Room. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Out of those he just mentioned, which ones do you pick, Delvin? I would pick us, but I would feel like us could win. It's not so going I'm, to. So I'm, I'm willing to negotiate. So <laughs> one of you guys are going to have to sell me on your, to your side. So oh, I'm so tired, though. <laughs> okay, Josh, what would be your second pick? My second pick, uh, honestly, from this list, is probably as above, so below. I can get behind that. That's a scary ass I can movie. give up the platform for as above, so below. I can do that. I think what we need, and I like it more I, than the green room. I think what I feel like we need in this list, kind of what's missing, are the fun movies. It's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Like we have Evil Dead; it's fun, you know. Stop bringing up Evil Dead, Lucas. Uh, <laughs> paranormal. We have the paranormal, Cabin in the Woods. That is the funnest horror movie woods. of all time. Right, but then the rest of them are like heavy three-hour. Uh, summers depressing <laughs> yeah uh just so film. Lucas is nominating Gretel on there's like three of those <laughs> 60 minutes hang on did you all watch host or you guys yeah, watched yeah. host before we recorded last time right yeah. yeah did you watch host delvin yes i did it's fantastic isn't it yeah i thought it was really good everybody watch host. let's okay. replace <laughs> let's replace you're out yeah. <laughs> um i mean i could do as above so, so below oh. is that it 
I'm just decorum. saying it changes it changes the flavor of the dish. As long as it's not us, guys, we gotta we gotta remember the the focus of this exercise to not pick us or Happy Death Day. <laughs> That's the focus of this episode. You're allowed to bring things, Calvin, but we okay. are pick them. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna call it. As above, so below. Because we got to get to other things on the show. We can't just keep that's, doing this. Well, that's three out of four votes. We're yeah, good. it's three out of four votes. That's it. So our honorable mentions go with the list that I named earlier. And if you don't want to recount all this, it will be in your show notes. So just look into the show notes and you will have it. Our honorable mentions, The Conjuring, Train to Busan, You're Next, As Above, So Below, and the 90 other movies we just routed off in deliberation. <laughs> go watch all those movies and we hope you in, enjoy them all. Do you know your next uh, takes an immediate umbrage with Home Alone with the nail on the foot? They yeah. don't. They think it hurts way more. Oh yeah, <laughs> I freaking love that movie. Um, so now that we've done our list, um, and I think segueing like again to the platform because I think it's the first one that I really think of. What are the any other movies you guys just want to talk about that that we that you've watched since the show? I watched Underwater. Yeah, um, yeah. I, thought was- I saw that one. Underwear. Underwear. That's, that's, that's what that movie's basically. Yes, they definitely had to wear underwear in those suits. It's uh, just like a Hanes commercial for. They did a great job with that too. I thought it was going to be a little bit like, uh, like, pervy. Why are you doing this? But then they showed T.J. Miller's like ripped underwear, and I was like, okay, it's they made it funny. Yeah, um, it was a great. It was a. It was not a great movie. It was a good movie. Yeah, that mixed the abyss with Alien, the first Alien movie, yep. and made yep. it made it its own movie. Like made it compelling. Um, and it was dark enough that they didn't have to worry too much about special effects. Uh, um, I think they did a good job and they really played on that claustrophobia, uh, thing. Like if you're a claustrophobic person, this will be a tough movie to watch. I would imagine. Um, but intentionally, right. You know, I thought they did a really good job. I'd agree Uh, with you. I I think that was really good. Um, in addition to the platform, the other movie I watched was Swallow. And you guys watch oh, Swallow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's an I interesting movie, man. That's yeah, that's weird. Was Ooh. it rough to get through? Kind of, it- but not like it didn't really bother me. It bothered my wife a lot more than me. But just like watching this lady like compulsively just swallow random objects. And then I think the scarier part of me was my wife telling me how much of a thing that really is. That uh, is a thing, yes. I'm like, what? Why? Why are they? And then she goes, this is a thing with pregnant women. She's like, they tell you this when you get pregnant. I'm like, What? <laughs> this is one thing I did not know. Apparently, a lot of pregnant women start eating dirt. That's a thing. Mm. What? Fertilize the baby. It's because like <laughs> iron deficiency. I'm like, who is eating dirt? Yeah. Who's like, I need iron, so I'm gonna eat some dirt right now. It's like, can we give you a steak or something? What is happening? <laughs> there was a TV show. I can't remember the name of it, but it was about people's like bad habits and things like that. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. My weird, my strange addiction. Yes, and there was one lady on there who used to eat sheetrock. Yeah, see, that's why this movie is disturbing because it's totally realistic. Dude's a complete d bag, like the Invisible Man almost version of d bag. So it's easy to like, you know, hate him the whole time. I don't think it was great, but it was definitely entertaining watch. But yeah, like uh, Jennifer Lawrence, I believe, if I remember correctly, does no. No, who's the girl? So. Uh, not a, a big actress. Yes, that lady. Uh, is this the Hunger Games girl? No, no, it is. Uh, yeah, Haley Bennett. Uh, Haley Bennett. My bad. 
Okay. Um, then, uh, I can see why you would think. <laughs> looks similar, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. She she does a really good job in the movie. Like, she definitely carries it. And it's just a strange movie, man. She just starts, she gets like, and it's, the scary part is like how fascinated and like excited she gets to do it. You know, like you'd think it was like compulsive, like you can't stop yourself. Like, you know, it's bad, but you can't stop. Like, she's yeah. like really into it. I think that's the scary part. Can't wait. Um, yeah. Like she starts yeah. lining them up. And you see them like getting bigger and you're like, don't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was one of the movies that I watched uh, since then. Um, you know, in our 2020 episode, we talked about how many movies were delayed and yeah. like St. Maud still isn't out and lots of movies haven't come out. The new mutants have come out. And I haven't got a chance to watch that one yet. Spoilers. It's terrible. Is I like terrible. It's, I like it. It's awful. I like I it. I like it. I, I watched it based to watch on it the twice. movies he's brought to the show already. I think I'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's top tier X Men movies. You said it wasn't very horror though, right? Because they're all garbage movies. Yeah, it's not horror. No, it's not top tier X Men movies. At yeah, all. there's like X Men One, The New Mutants. Does like if, Logan if, count? Oh. Yeah, that's what I was gonna Logan, say. Oh, Logan an X Men movie, but yeah. Okay. So Logan X Men. I X like like a New third of the horror of the X Men movies, like a third of them. I like. No, I'm I'm mostly kidding, but New Mutants I don't think was terrible. It's a coming of age story, and it, it has horror elements, um, but it's really a coming of age. So for bloody disgusting, that like did a mock up of it in the Dream Warriors, like that's not it. It's not Dream Warriors good. I wouldn't. You know, you you get your hopes way too high okay. if you're comparing it to Dream Warriors. Okay, go lower. Go lower. Much way lower. lower. Way lower. Lower than think... Happy Death Day. No, yes. way better than Happy Death Day. Not even close. <laughs> no, no. Um, and I haven't watched Freaky yet. Yeah, I that's about it. I missed as well. I was going to do it this weekend, but I didn't get a chance to because I've been doing the kitchen. Twenty bucks, hard to swallow right now. Swallow. So Lucas and Delvin, I want to talk, but I don't want to keep talking over you guys. So did Lucas or Delvin have other movies you watched? Uh, I did. That maybe yeah. that we didn't bring up on the show. Yeah. Oh, um, I just wanted to say I fulfilled my duty to watch Evil Dead. I'm sorry, I'm bringing it up again. I it up again. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Oh, so, damn. That's good. I, good. I, I said it, if I liked it, we could leave it there. And I, I did. Um, I forgot. I just, I don't know. It's a gruesome movie, man. It's a, it's a real squirmer. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, what do you I think about Josh and I's opinions on it? Like, I love that movie because. Well, tell I mean, me what you think about my opinion. <laughs> well, it's a remake, right? But like, it's so yeah. true to its remake. Like yes, when comparing yeah. it to other remakes, like if you think of like the Friday the 13th remake, you know. Right. You could re- you can definitely line this up in the movie uh, or in the movies and say, watch the, the first three and then line this up and say, here we go. Here's the reboot. But it feels like it just falls right in line with the rest of them. Yeah. From the That's what makes it special. To, I mean, it cranks up everything to 11. You know, it goes over the top and it's just nuts. But uh, so are the rest of them for so, the time, so right? Damn so good, I love it. It's yeah, great. Um, I did watch Southbound, like you asked oh, me to. Oh yes, as did I. Um, what are the thoughts? I, I was not into it at first. Uh, I was I was having a tough time, and then we got to the the accident on the road with the girl, and everything turned for me right from that point. Um, it got so much better, and that really drew me in because the other parts were fine, but it was just kind of. Uh, just kind of okay. It's obtuse. 
yeah and then all of a sudden it gets like weird and cool and uh you're wondering what's going on uh, traveling down more. life's hellway <laughs> yeah, exactly um not a not a great movie for me but a good one okay um we're gonna talk about the platform i'm what do sure you think southbound josh i didn't love it at begin at the start uh like lucas i think i i enjoyed it more a little earlier than lucas though like with, with the girls story mm-hmm. um i get how it all fits together but i really just at the beginning they don't really like give you any tools to form any opinion on it and it just was like it seemed i thought that was intentional not, yeah i'm sure it was but it just didn't click with me and, I, and in fact i i really just didn't enjoy it at all and it was so short it felt like i was like okay it's an anthology the first one's five completely different directors shot different times they weave all that together yeah and the first one's like the shortest of all of them yeah i know it's it's it ties it all together in the end but i just didn't like it i didn't understand motivations at all till the end Uh, yeah till the variant but i i liked i think each story got better for me like i liked each story more um until the end and um yeah it was it was good can't win them like, all. I'm glad I watched it. It just wasn't. And like, you like anthologies, right? I generally Creep show think and stuff. Okay. I don't know that like for our list, as much as I like anthologies, Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side, Outer yeah. Limits, I think these are all good, fun things. I don't know that they're, they would ever be like tops on my list. So that's them. how I kind of feel about anthologies. Like I've watched a bunch of them and none of them like I love. Yeah. Cause, cause that's always because been my case. You typically have like greater and lesser than in, in one thing. Yeah. So it's hard to like put them all together and like, I got just like awesome package. Lucas. Uh, the last thing I watched was mom and dad and <sighs> I wanted, I wanted to like it more than I did, but by, by the no! middle of that, <laughs> I was just like I could see it's one of those movies where I was like I can see why other people would like it and I don't hate it but I was just not in the mood for it. You know it your problem? All. Not enough alcohol. That's probably I'm true. I'm telling you. It, the more you drink the better that movie gets. It has a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a fun it's got fun factor, right? Super I mean fun. it's got it's got uh what's his name? Um, Cage. Your favorite your favorite actor that you just named yeah. eight other <laughs> movies. That's the sad part about this. Uh he's a Colorado so space but not Mom and dad, come on, man. I know, right? Um, I'll give it another shot. I'll go back six to out of ten. Movie. Not enough Don't neon watch horses. It again. Well, I'm not <laughs> gonna so many other movies. <laughs> Start it before I stop watching it. Um, but I can see why it's got it's got uh style, it's got I'd say it's style over substance, and that's okay sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I don't know. It kind of felt a little one note. So it hit, it, it didn't hit, uh, check all the boxes for me. Um, I, agree, then, I would agree with that. It is one note. Um, other than that, I rewatched Midsummer with the, the 4k. Of course you did. I got my hands on so good. Like my opinion elevated more of this movie. Do you just we'll want to start a Midsummer podcast? We could do <laughs> Johnny, that. I watched a video of someone Smooth. watching Midsummer for the first time. I watched a YouTube forty-minute YouTube video of someone watching Midsummer for the first time. <laughs> Did wow. it make you mad? No, I loved it. it was oh, okay. Great. His, the, his Every time I watch like one of those like kids discover Nirvana or something like that, just just makes me mad. Kids discover Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like these out of context people that don't know anything. You know, it's yeah. just like just yeah. just stop. Um, but yeah, just 
fell in love all over again. And uh, oh, that's right, you both got your midsummer editions, didn't you? Yeah, yes. Did you get your midsummer definitive edition, Delvin? No, then you're out of the you're out of the damn show. I bought just leave the the Blu-ray, and we'll we'll get. I watched it. We'll get it. We'll get to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I. That's it. That's it for me. Um, Okay. Well, I'll just say quickly the platform, which we've already kind of talked about, but yeah. Boy, I love that movie. I love that movie a lot. Um, just, I mean, we talked about it on the show, so I don't regurgitate it all, but like it, it's a really good premise and, uh, they do it really well. That's a must watch. If we were to put that on the list, I totally, and had I seen it sooner, I don't remember what year it came out, but had I seen it sooner, I probably would have, I probably would have pushed it. 19? Oh, definitely. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't have a chance in nineteen. That sucks for that movie. Then, yeah, <laughs> I it's like it, of, but it. I don't like it. Midsummer. <laughs> it's one of those that um, it it uh, better in Paranormal Activity three though. <laughs> it's commentary on the the state of of humanity, really. You know, and those types of movies usually do well with me as well. Something that gives you something to chew on while you're watching it, thinking about like how people treat others. What would I do? Yeah, exactly. What would I do? What would Jesus do? Uh, <laughs> Cody! But seriously. Uh, um, yeah, it was good. I did not expect to like that movie at all, um, but it was much nice. better than I expected. Really good. I got a couple more. I want to let I want to let Devlin take it over to, to round this out for us, but I wanted to say I watched Super Dark Times. I yeah. did too. I did too. Uh, what you guys think? Okay. I, I don't would, like... I would agree. There's so they don't answer a lot, and the movie just kind of like I don't like the conclusion of the movie, and I don't like that they don't ever like give you a good motivation as to why this kid does what he does. Oh, I would disagree with that. I think they, I, I don't think there was anything that I felt was unexplained, but I do agree that I, I think it's, I think it's good. I'd say that it's good, like seven out of ten, good. I don't think it's great. I don't think it would top any of my list, but I do think it was good. It was an entertaining movie. Took yeah. a little while to pick up for me too, um, and I really hated the character who, well, um, died first. So, like, I guess I felt okay about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, and yeah, I think he's your, the he's your annoying the motive was paranoia. Just how far like yeah. paranoia is going to seep in to like turn everybody. Um, I also didn't really like the ending. I don't like it because you don't know what happens to the person you spent the most time with in the movie. Oh, I just didn't like the ending. Like, I didn't like, like, this final battle thing that they were doing in the yard. Yeah. And actually, like, this entire, like, I felt like the motive with the girls and stuff was a little loose, uh, considering, like, the arc of the entire story. And um, I felt like it, it lost a little of its groundedness. Like, you felt like the investigation yeah. and stuff would have kind of, like, I would have liked to have seen more of that like some police cross-examination to like kind of make the kids go a little more crazy right. and suspecting of each other and stuff like that. I would have liked, I think that would have explained the kid uh, who ultimately turns, I won't spoil, but the kid who ultimately turns, I think it would have explained that turn a little bit better if they just pushed him over the edge a little more. Yeah, It just kind of just, he just kind of turns real quick. And, and it's weird because from the first half of the movie, he's kind of sweet. It's a sweet kid, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I don't really get that why you turn part. And his name was Josh. <laughs> That's really why you didn't like uh, it. But yeah, I, I liked Braid. it. Did you watch Braid? No, I asked you guys this. I did not watch no, Braid. I wasn't aware of this. I discovered um, yeah. while looking for movies. Braid is an interesting film. It is a story about three girls who grew up together as friends. Um, 
there's an accident where two of the girls um, injure their friend who was, um, I don't want to say special because that's like, it's special in the way where I don't mean it to be demeaning. Like she's just a special girl. Like she is different than the other girls. Hmm. And uh, uh, something happens to her where um, a traumatic experience happens to her and the other two girls like end up leading this like life of um, they, they become drug dealers. Right. And, and they get in trouble and they know they can go back to this childhood friend of theirs who's stuck in this weird childhood memory moment, but they have to play this game when they go back to see her at her mansion. And it's a fucked up game, but they know that there's a safe in this mansion they're trying to rob their friend, but they have to go along with, I'm going to call it playing house. Okay. It is bizarre. It's trippy. It has a Shyamalan-esque ending. Um, if you can get it for free, watch it. I wouldn't say pay for this movie, but if you can watch it for free, it's on Amazon Prime and you have the time. Um, check it out. I watch Man, Brightburn. that should be their new motto. Yeah. It's on Prime if you have the time. That's good. That's <laughs> real good, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> watch Brightburn. Um, I actually mm. really enjoyed it uh, for what it was. I don't think it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, but if they had like a DC license, it would probably be a, be- a good superhero movie. Brightburn versus Super- Superman. Uh, which was is, it, I think, wasn't um, a fan of Brightburn. The end I, credits I mean, I, I were the best part of that movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I agree. Oh yeah, oh, they, yeah, they yeah. were like, and I'm not saying that like as a joke or sarcastic. In the end credits of Brightburn, you see this dude going off and like wrecking the world, and it's like, yes. where was that this yeah. entire movie? I felt I think, that, I think a sequel could be great. Yeah, no, no, that I agree with. I felt that was a that's a good example where I felt like the character wasn't really like he just goes bad for no reason. Yeah, power. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. We all go crazy at puberty, Lucas. We, I would just power. Like if you could people. just zip across the world, you might just do bad yeah. things because you can. And, and I hesitate to props, absolutely. Yeah, I hesitate to bring this up, but the last one I, was, I mentioned was uh, "Tigers are, are not afraid." Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, just, I just hated it. <laughs> did? But I watched it, but I hated it. I absolutely Good. hated it. Good. I'm glad you hated it. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> I was gonna say, what was that other? Um, superhero movie where like the kids get powers and then they start fighting each other in the clouds and stuff. Yeah. We're talking about a chronicle. That was better than Brightburn. I agree. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Delvin, I I passed the torch. Delvin, you have the floor. Okay. All right. Moving on. We're going to get. I already said Trader Busan, which I love. I'm, I'm going to save the third one for last because Donnie's going to try to kill me. But the second one. If you say Peninsula no, or that or that wretched, <laughs> that wretched, the relic. If you say the relic, Delvin. No, no, no. You're, you're off a of PSVG. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, I have to watch the relic. <laughs> it's a movie. No, but uh, the second one I watched, to, to people's surprise, I watched Bit. Oh. Mm. I haven't watched it. Because Haley kept harassing me about it for months on end. It's now on Tubi for free, by the way. Everything is. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, so, so you can check it out if you want to watch it. I think it's a fascinating movie. I think it's... um. Tubi legit has a better library than Prime. Yeah, it does. It really does. Like, you can go watch yeah. ALF. 
but it's with ads though right yeah, all yeah but they're though. not that much they're like 15 seconds at the start and then you can like watch the whole movie Anyway, sponsored by Tubi. Tell me about this movie, Delvin. <laughs> Especially all... for like horror, and I'm sorry to, to like throw you off, but like there are a lot of good horror movies on Tubi. A lot. I've watched. It's a real movies. thing. Yeah, and they're free. Yeah, like they're free. 100 free. Hmm. But Bit is basically the Lost Boys with women. Oh, that's cool. It's it's a cool concept in terms of okay, this trans person, trans woman. Moves to a town because the situation's happening, and she runs into a group of women vampires, and they have their own code. And their code is simple, certain rules and things they follow. But one of their main rules is you never turn men because men don't know how to deal with power. You never talk about Fight Club, <laughs> but the movie. I think. Well, I think the movie is fascinating. In the term, I think it's a really cool movie to watch. A really fun, putting on the list, good scary movie. Uh, Bit. It's it takes. I like the Lost Boys. Yeah, it takes the vampire thing. It just flips it around a little bit and tweaks it. I think if you're one of those people who are like, oh, the social justice warriors, ooh, 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 they're doing this, they're trying to stuff this, down. you're not gonna like it. But if you can watch the movie, just enjoy it for being a movie. And not get wrapped up into all your social issues and things like that. You'll enjoy it a lot. I think it's really your good. Social issues. Yeah, because you know, people be like, oh, there's girl vampires. They don't want to bite me. Speaking men. of girl power, Justin, you watch uh, The Craft, the new one? I did watch The Craft, yes. Not, not any good? You haven't mentioned fine. it to this point. It was fine. I forgot, okay. actually, when he mentioned uh, Girl <laughs> Lost Boys, I was like, oh, shit, I watched The Craft and I didn't mention it. <laughs> if you, all right, so if you were a fan like me and you own The Craft Collector's Edition, would you like the new one? It takes a, it's a slow burn. It takes a while to get to to where you want it to get to. Because um, I love the craft, and I thought my I daughter would too. You should watch it, but I don't know that you'll. It doesn't hold a candle to the craft. Oh, okay. I set Victoria <laughs> down to watch it with me. I was like, "You're gonna love this movie. It's so great. Yeah. These girls go and they do it." And my daughter hated it. She's like, "Dad, this David Duchovny was in it. He was good. <laughs> um, Michelle Monaghan, she was in it. She Ooh, was good. She's amazing." He's the mother. David Duchovny is the father-in-law or the, the stepfather. Sorry, stepfather. Um, it's a good story. It's very like what I imagine current teeny movies are. I gotcha. Because like, I don't know that. Because um, we're all well, we're all or well, me and Delvin are old. <laughs> and yes, you guys. Exactly. Uh, so I think it's worth a watch, but um, okay. I I got to watch it on my cousin's Voodoo account. I I would say don't I don't don't rent it for twenty bucks. Wait till you can watch it on video on demand. Good, Delvin. Number three, Delvin. We're all waiting. <laughs> I saw Midsummer. Oh, I, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. I'm not going to let you do this to the show. <laughs> I am going to do this. Nope. I think I can mute people. <laughs> I think I could just mute them, guys. I could. No, I can't maximize. I can yeah. only maximize. I mean, it's okay if you didn't like it. It's I not okay. I like it all. I found every character in that film unlikable. That's kind of from, part of it. From, yeah. from the girl <laughs> whining through the whole film. Whining. Oh, no. Whining. <laughs> as her sister and parents kill themselves. Oh, whining. No. Wow. <laughs> Look at this whiny white girl. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Whole oh, family's God. dead. 
I'm like, shut the fuck up and stay home. <laughs> Don't come ruining my fucking vacation. With wow. Wow. Like, Talk no. about being empathetic to the people in us. Alvin, are no. you on the boyfriend side? <laughs> no. Did, did not like it. I'm like, oh, the boyfriend is just the shit. I'm oh, like, that's that. The, he's, yeah, yeah, he's like, the heel. Everybody was. You're awful. supposed to hate him. You I hate everybody. What you just I, said. <laughs> I cheered for the cult. <laughs> like, it's okay like, to do that. Yeah. Kill all these people. Kill yeah. her. For the, the ginger family. and the boyfriend, I think everybody was kind of cheering for the cult. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is, I hate it. The ginger, everybody. yeah. The guy that I, pisses on the tree, he gets that's it. That's Carol Kestis, buddy. Oh. You better show respect. <laughs> yeah, that guy was. <laughs> I think we were all rooting for the cult. We're like, oh, you done messed up, dude. That's the sacred tree. <laughs> I, I will say this. That scene with the cliff is one of the coolest scenes I've seen. Yeah. It is super cool. That thud. My wife watched that scene when I was watching that dude watch the movie, and she's like, what are they doing? <laughs> it's it's so cool because it feels super realistic. Yeah. To the point it's uncomfortable. It's like you're watching a snuff film. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And then they show you the hammer, and you're like, that can't be good. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, when, when, the, when the old guy falls wrong, I'm like, You fell oh, right. You just die. Do you know how bad it would be to be that, to fall off that and live? Yeah, be the worst. It'd be the worst, and then like you can't even take it. Yeah, you can't even take a gun out. You have to have a mallet, like Diablo or something. What the hell? Where is this giant mallet come from? He didn't feel any pain because his group was there with him, and they were all. He felt that. I don't know. We don't like. Did they drink the water before they went? Because if they drink the water, they don't know what they felt. They all started orgasming, and he's like, "No, no, no, no! That's not what I'm feeling. Don't do that." Delvin, I hate you. Oh. It's like my favorite scary movie of all time. I freaking love this movie. I, 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 I own it now. Oh, Blu-ray. Good. <laughs> Good. So, yeah. so I have to sit here and stare at it for the rest how, of the Hang on a second. How in the hell oh, can no, you no. come here with this hot take after you tried to get Happy Death Day in the top 15? What the it's hell's better, wrong with you? It's better than Midsummer. All right. Uh, <laughs> listeners, this is why we don't invite guests to the show. Like, you, like, you know, like some people fly this, too close to the sun. This woman was annoying. Like, I don't want to go on vacation. I'll go on vacation and ruin your vacation with you. Stay your ass home. Her family's dead. Don't stay home. Stay home. She has realistic, depressive feelings, and she doesn't know what to do with her life. She's being led around by her boyfriend that she clings on to because she does. He's the only representation of love that she has in her entire life. Look here. No one loves me. And I I don't do that. (laughs) That's what happened. Yeah, this isn't going well for you yeah. on Tinder right now. Like, you can't let this podcast get out. No, no, like, I can't. I was like, oh my God, this girl and this guy, they are just the worst. He was so much more empathetic to the clones and us. Yes, very much so. They were at least likable. Like, the, the lifeless scientific clones, clones were to more likable than this girl and this, these people. That boyfriend is awful. Upon second watching, of I'm course like, he is. I hate him even That's more. That's the point. He's so fun to hate. He's so just... when you light him on fire, it's awesome. 
I want to. Oh, actually, um, that was cool too. I will say that in the director's cut, they added a scene that I definitely don't remember from the theatrical cut, where they're arguing about yeah. leaving for the for like the very first time. Yeah, and that actually adds more. That yeah. was the point where I'm like, this guy is such a manipulative. Manipulative. That's probably the one scene that shouldn't have been left on the cutting floor because the whole like that first act, like that first third of the movie, the whole time, like when they first get there and everything's strange, it's very. <laughs> It's a very consistent response for you to be like, leave, just leave. And they never explain why they don't leave. Right. Yeah. And that, that scene does, it goes a long way for that. I think it sets up the idea that he was thinking of staying for doing his thesis or whatever yeah. before that comes into play later. Yeah. And, and and when it comes into play later, it's kind of like out of left field a little. Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah. Uh, Chidi from the good place is like, I'm doing my thesis. And then he's like, Oh, I think I might do it. So too. am I. You're like, what? Yeah. I think everybody that makes you hate him more. <laughs> what a yeah. Dick. Um, anything else? Nah, I, I've ruined your life for enough. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't you. did you watch any of the movies that we recommended for the first time that you really liked outside Travel, of a train? To yeah, outside um, of that, any other ones? There's a few other ones. I can't think of it off top. Uh, uh, Green Room. Okay, good. I yeah. like that one a lot. That was really good. Not enough it. Not no. enough to bring it up over Happy Death Day, but he liked it. <laughs> I like that. I won't, I won't bring that against you. It's okay. I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we've done our top 15. We've talked about the movies. Um, I have, all right, so I've got a couple topics that, uh, we were kind of asked about during the season that I kept writing down and then I have questions. Which one do you want to do first? Questions first. All right. Questions. Splig asks, is Ari Aster flying too close to the sun? What does it take for horror to translate? No, no, no. Let's just do that one. Is Ari Aster flying too close to the sun? No. It's too, there's no way to tell. It's impossible to tell if he's flying too close to the sun. I, I think anytime you start off as high as he started off, like there, at some point, there's only one way to go, and it's to go he, down. He can go down. Like it's okay to do that. Like yeah, it's, it's our true. problem, not his problem. Like, That's a good point. Good point. <laughs> I think that he um, proved himself by doing Midsummer after Hereditary. He could have easily had a stinker of a second movie. I wouldn't be surprised if he branches out into something else. Uh, you mean his four-hour horror comedy he's doing right now? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's hard. Be bad. It's hard. Reminds to me of like the Dewey Cox movie, like this. <laughs> oh boy, walk hard. The Kevin story. We need to talk about Kevin story. <laughs> Um, the second question was, what does it take for horror to translate better to video games? And uh, we actually had um, somebody wanted us to talk about horror video games. So we'll just mm. broach these two together. Um, and I like kick it off because I'm going to set you up to knock it out of the park, Lucas. I think the best thing that happened to uh, horror video games is VR. Um, in a lot of ways, when I play horror video games, I feel like and I've talked about this on PSVG, I think, on numerous times. This generation horror video games feel stale. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, like the whole I'm being chased by a monster, but I just have like this camcorder and I've got to go find batteries and stuff like I am so over that. Yeah, the first person thing really killed it. Uh, I think we've seen a lot of outlasts, a lot yeah. of you have no agency in those mo- in those games. There's no agency as the player. And when right. you do have agency, like in Resident Evil, you know, you're like freaking Rambo. That's why Resident Evil 7 is so good. And I, and, you know, I will say this. I really liked Resident Evil 7 when I played it. 
I thought it was a great game, but it wasn't like my favorite game ever. And I think as as time passes, I think I appreciate it more because of just how much it stands out in this space where we just don't have. It's like there's no new ideas in the horror video game space. And that's where I think VR comes in because horror movies in, or horror games in VR, totally different experience. Even if it's that same thing, feels different, completely yeah. different when you're wearing your face, you're moving around. It's not even easy to explain to somebody who hasn't done VR before. You can't even just say like, oh, you'll be scared. What does yep. that mean? It's hard to explain. Like Until Dawn, awesome experience. Not even like super scary. And it's an amazing experience. And it's, uh, yeah. no, I'm sorry, not Until Dawn. Uh, what's the other one? Rush, uh, Rush of Blood. Uh, Blood. Yeah. yeah, super fun. Super fun. Rush of Blood. And you're like on rails the whole time. And mm. it's it's a really good VR experience. And that's like, you know, that's an old experience that we've had in, in console. That game is not close to the same thing for playing on a screen but playing in vr like ratchets up a bit and uh, as vr takes a better foothold i hope we get like a full experience do you imagine pt in vr oh gosh i It'd don't be think so damn good that's that's like a reason to own vr and yeah. uh i thought vr i thought horror games was a reason to own vr and unfortunately so many of them now are either like trial demos or they're like not very good like, yeah, uh, I remember I played the I played the Exorcist in in VR. Don't do that; it's not very good. <laughs> um, but as they get there, right, as the technology meets creativity, they will be because it does. Even when that game wasn't that game wasn't great, but there were moments where that game felt great. Where I was, um, um, one of the movies or one of the games I'll bring up is um, <sighs> I cannot remember its name. What's the Wii U zombie? Zombie U. On Wii Sorry. U, right? One of the great things about that game is the tension that it sets when you are trying to run away. And in VR, Zombie U could be incredible. That game could be amazing. That same game in VR could be awesome. Can I just uh, um, add to that? I played, I talked a little bit about it on uh, Prime, but I played Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Ooh, in VR. Good one. And I had this, I had not super scary, but I could see where it was going. It eases you in. So it's hard to find a really scary moment in the beginning. But there was a point where I had picked up a revolver and I shot it a couple of times and got used to it. And then I went out and dealt with some zombies. Well, here's the thing. When it was time to reload, right? I did six shots or whatever. Click, click. Uh Oh, I'm being chased by zombies. Uh, time to reload. Uh, it's a revolver. I had to re I had to put each individual bullet in while I'm trying to backpedal while while I'm being chased by zombies. That's a stressful uh, situation in something like Resident Evil 2. It's even worse when you're faced with those zombies right in front of you. You physically are and you have to move. Yeah. yeah, you have to move. I'm getting I'm backpedaling into things. Like that's an experience that's hard to explain unless you're playing it because you, your brain thinks you're in danger, even though some part of you knows it's not real. You can't uh, ignore the fact that there's physical 3d objects coming towards you that feel like they will actually contact you if you let them. So. And the thing, the thing I was talking about with agency, right? Is you, the player feel like you have some sort of ability to dictate the outcome in VR. You have all agency. Like, yeah, you are completely in charge of moving and equipping and doing everything in real time. How well you can aim in real life is transferring over to how well you aim in VR. Yeah, uh, it just it's doesn't, all there. It doesn't. It feels like a completely different thing. So um, that's good. That would be my thing, Delvin. You said you, you. I saw you wanting to say something. 
Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think we've gotten some really great horror games this generation. Like, I know people don't talk about all of them. Like, Evil Within, fantastic. It's scary. It's good. It's dark. It really it's scary? Weird. Yeah, it, that's very a lot of scary elements in that game. In terms of the way that they work best with the world and things like that, you, the further you get into it, the the more like weird and weird. Twisted. True, scary, it, like horrific, like scare you. I don't know. I don't think I ever played, and I beat the first Evil Within. I didn't beat the second one, but the first one I played, I don't think I ever like jumped in my chair, or, like felt scared. I, I think there's a lot of horror elements in there, kind of scary. Like there's okay. um, especially in part two. Part two has um. The woman that chases you out throughout the game, who looks like from the um, I forgot what the movie's called, The Ring. The Ring, mm-hmm. yeah, looks mm-hmm. a bit like that. And that's pretty creepy. That's good. And I'll also say, Until Dawn. The Until Dawn's movie. amazing. Yeah. I, I think the whole agency behind, like, hey, you go left or go right, and knowing that these quick decisions could either mean life or death, and who lives or die. I think there's something to that. Isn't it crazy and, we don't have? Somebody copying that or making more of that? Oh, yeah. They do, but they're bad. Right, but they're bad. But like, <laughs> Until Dawn nailed it in a way, because it's not really a scary game, but what it is is a scary movie. That's the pitch. It's a scary yes. movie that you get to dictate the outcome in, which is what everybody thinks when they're watching these slasher scary movies. And they let you do that in a game, and that translated so well. It's so entertaining. Could you imagine a screen game like that? That'd be awesome. It'd be incredible. And I will say this. While Man Madan wasn't that good, Little Hope is actually pretty decent. I think Little they're Hope. both fine if, if you play them cooperatively and you have some fun, but they're like poor imitations of Until Dawn made by the Until Dawn people. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Little Hope does a better job at it than Man of Madan. Little Hope has a little bit more scarier elements in it in terms mm. of like you're in this essentially ghost town. And these weird things that happen that you can't really explain. Whereas with Man of Medan, once you find the hook of like what's going on, it's like, okay, this is kind of weak. Sure. But Little Hope does a good job of like dragging you on to trying to figure out everything until almost to the very end. Because I beat both games. And then when you get to the end of Little Hope, it's like, oh, okay, that's actually pretty unique. So I think they, they have these games that are very... I don't know if scary is the word, but they're intriguing. I think they're they're pushing the horror genre. And the thing thing that's about it is now is that for every 20 bad horror games you get, you get like one good one now. Mm -hmm. I feel like for every Until Dawn, you'll get like 20 Man of Medans or something like that or something far worse than that. I think. And by all accounts, Outlast is really good. Like the people that like those games like them. They're good, well-made games. I'm just personally, I'm tired of the gimmick. You know, I, I don't it, want to go scrounging for batteries in drawers. That's not I think a fun that's experience. They just made a thousand Outlast. Like Outlast came out. Outlast was great. So everybody started making Outlast. Yeah, no, you're right. There was a lot of indies that did that. And then you got the Five Nights at Freddy and stuff like that, and everybody makes Five Nights at Freddy. So it kind of became like almost watered down. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Nasty Boots wants to know, name three horror remakes. Include one that was so bad, but could have been good. Let me go first. Evil Dead. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, Friday the 13th. No, absolutely not. I don't, absolutely I'm not saying not. it's good. No. And the one I think is really bad, 
Nightmare on Elm Street. And I think that one could have been really good. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what I think. I think I like the concept of, in terms of Nightmare on Elm Street, of Freddy, because you couldn't do jokey, fun-loving Freddy Krueger like the the other movies. You have to do like a sinister. The problem is that, yeah, that's that's not Freddy Krueger. That's Robert England. Yes. And I think you couldn't. You can't do that unless you can find another Robert England. Exactly. So I feel like going towards that sinister Freddy that's creepy and unnerving is good. They just missed the mark on it, like completely. Okay. Um, I think the Evil Dead, I didn't think of these in order. Um, I'll go the Evil Dead, Dawn of the Dead, The Crazies. The Crazies is a really, really good remake. It does so much more than the original. All those movies are great, so I'm screwing up the the, the list here. Um, a really good, re- uh, a, a bad remake that could have been good were any of the um, The Hills Have Eyes. I don't Ooh, think those I like are. The first one. Did you? Yeah. I like the first one more than the second one. So I was going to say the hills, uh, the hills have eyes too. Uh, the best horror remake of all time is The Fly. And just to throw this one for good measure, since I screwed up the the picture, the worst horror movie that I think could be good is the Blair Witch Book of Shadows. Oh, I think a remake yeah. of that movie done well in a new era of CGI and stuff could yeah. be excellent. The premise for that movie. The script for that movie is so, like, over the head of that movie. It's like it's so engrossed in itself. It felt like they needed an editor. <laughs> like somebody needed yeah. to rein them in a little. <laughs> but the premise, I liked. The premise is this witch, this witch is getting in everybody's heads, and reality isn't what it seems. And it's kind of like the, uh, what is it? The, is it the Cloverfield, like, was the Paradox? sort of like in similar ideas but like yeah like but they're all like going crazy but none of them can realize it themselves and stuff it's a it's a what's the word they they really went for it in a way like it you know it's it's pretty ambitious was the word i'm looking for it's ambitious and they just missed the mark completely so it's bad and it was also filmed in like what like 99 or 2000 or something so it's also like not very good either but like in a cg space done well i actually think it could be a i like the idea the idea is better than the product who's next me or lucas Uh, i can go if you need some time i don't need Uh, any time but you go fine evil dead girl Uh, (laughs) thing the remake of the remake yeah of course Uh, i know a lot of people there's some people who are like hey it's not as good as the 80s one but i didn't i didn't hate it i didn't think it was horrible and honestly it's a setup for success just like an alien movie you make an alien movie it's kind of halfway there already just based on the premise alone um and then Fright Night, I actually talked about it on the show. I thought that was pretty good. I didn't have any um, um, memories of the original, so I'm not. I can't really compare it. But just knowing it was a remake, I was like, "Hey, this isn't that that bad, actually." Uh, it Chapter Two was a bad movie that probably could have been a lot better, especially following up such a strong start. I was um, thinking of It Chapter One instead of the Crazies. Like, I really liked It Chapter One a lot, and I think it's better than the original It. I do too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has a much better pacing. It chapter two just needs some rewrites or something. I don't know what happened there. It had all the money. Uh, you know, I had the budget. It had, had the a great look, cast. Had a great cast. Just, just missed. Connect. I don't know. So there you go. 
Cool. Mine's quick and easy and painless. Dawn of the Dead, Evil Dead, The Crazies. Three awesome remakes. Same. <laughs> uh, worst remake, Psycho with Anne Heche's butthole. Worst remake of a horror film. <laughs> All right. Um... <clears throat> we have one more question. Did you remember it? You asked me to remind you. No, then. Okay. Do you want me to read it? Yes. You put it in our ch- in our chat. Thank you. Kyle the Pug. That Kyle the Pug says... Jason Voorhees, Kayako Seke, Chucky, and Pennywise are in a cage match. Only one wins and escapes alive. Who is the winner? Who are they again? The girl from the ring. Yeah. Or Juwan. Uh, Chucky, Jason Voorhees, and Pennywise. Uh, those four, Jason. Jason. In the match, there's no Jason world. In, there's no. Jason in a cage match is hard to beat, period. Like, if you give Jason in an enclosed space, oof done for good luck <laughs> well and pennywise is going to be gone immediately because he works on fear and none of yes. those things jason ain't scared enough yeah. yeah and there's no and way now chucky can't disappear into any tvs i, so I will say this <laughs> chucky can't do shit against jason i think chucky can manipulate jason what to because jason's not the smartest person in the world but, it, but, it, but that's the thing like you can't manipulate him because all he does is kill there's nothing yeah, to I, manipulate but he's been manipulated. He's before. just a he's machine. Been, he, he's been, but I don't think he's beat. I don't think he beat Jason. I think he manipulated them to kill the other two. The better they, question is Jason Voorhees versus Terminator in a cage match. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's um, the better question. Which Terminator? Who cares? <laughs> Pick one. All of them. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, they, yeah, in a lot of ways, they, they parallel a lot as characters. Um yeah, I mean, it's different if you added in some different people like Michael Myers or Freddy, like they're more physically capable. You know, Chucky's not Chucky without all of his toys and gadgets and gizmos and stuff like that, you know? Like he needs yeah. the environment, you know? He, he he makes people, he sets things up for things to happen. You can't do that in a cage match. He's the evil home alone. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Speaking of remakes, you guys see the Child's Play remake? I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. It's on Amazon. It's on Prime. You can watch it for free. Yeah, the one with Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Yeah, I did watch that. I thought it was it was good. It was good. I, I like yeah, it. I like it too. It's one of those fun movies were. Did we talk know. about it on the show? I don't remember. Not on the show. You and you I started to talk about it a little bit. But you yeah, didn't get into it. I mean, so obviously, I love Child's Play, and uh, I love the I love the Chucky character in the Chucky series. And here's the interesting thing: like, if you are a diehard Chucky fan, apparently, you're not supposed to like this movie. Oh, because it's not Don Mancini. And like, you know, like Universal just did it on their own because they own the Child's Play license, but oh, not Chucky. Yeah. So like the real fans are all upset. And like Dom Mancini's like all upset. So you're not supposed to like it. Because um, didn't Mark Hamill uh, Chucky in this one? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I think he did a great job. I liked it. I, I don't love it. I don't think it's a great movie. And out of all the movies, I mean, it's not like near my favorite at all. But it's better than some. It's better than Child's Play 3. I don't think it's better than Seed of Chucky, but we talked about that on the show a little bit. I like Seed of Chucky. I know people hate it, but I like it. You just got to get out of what it what it's what it's not, right? It's not like a Chucky movie. It's a different thing. If you can get out of that, then it's a pretty good movie. <sighs> Welcome back, Josh. Um, Thanks. So Grouchy wants to go into a uh, series of questions that I think really sets us up for our final act. But before I do that. Um, People wanted to know about documentaries, TV shows, and series. Mm. We didn't really talk about any of those on the on the thing. So uh, I'll kick this off just by saying, I don't really do TV. 
I don't do episodic things a whole lot. When I do watch TV shows, it's usually really slapstick, like, funny. So I like Modern Family, How I Met Your Mother, and The Office, and I kind of, and Seinfeld, and I just kind of watch those over and over again. I don't mm. like long, drawn-out, never-ending, like, dramas and things like that. For whatever reason, I just, I've never gotten into them. I can't, I can't stick with them. I think it's a, a commitment thing. It's too much of a time commitment. It's too much to follow. Like, it's very rare for me. And that does apply to horror, even though I love the horror genre. Like, I just can't keep doing it, right? Um, I like movies. I like enclosed stories that are being told to me that, you know, have a beginning, a middle, and an end. So I never get into TV, to horror series. So what about you guys? I do. Yeah? And I, I can name three off the top of my head that I love. Um, the first one, the Purge, the first season of the Purge TV series is very, very good. It's it not. feels like... It's, I think it's very good. It's, if you like The Purge, I think the first I love The season, Purge, the and I love season, Lily Simmons, and it's not good. I think the first season is good. The second season is horrible. But the first season of the show is pretty good. My second choice, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. It's fantastic. That's on it my is, list. Buddy. I started that. That seemed okay. Yeah. It is bloody. It is graphic. It is an extension of Evil Dead in every way. It's dark. Characters die and they don't come back. People, you, people you like, it's well, so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yes, I agree with that. I highly recommend that show. And the third choice, which I, I don't think a lot of enough people watch it, Twilight Zone on CBS All Access. Yeah, mm. it's really good. It's a continuation of the Twilight Zone series from back in the day. That my peel, and I think it is really good it's dark it's reverent i think there it's just like if you like the old tv series you'll like the reboot i'll put it that way nice okay i got some first season of american horror story fantastic first yeah. season. yeah i that's the only one i've watched and i wanted to get into it more but that's the one i've probably watched the most i've watched most of the seasons some of them are better than others but yeah. i do like American First season story. was fantastic. Second I think, season, I think the reason I like that one different than the other ones is that every season is its own thing. So I know that yes. I'm signing up to watch ten episodes and that's it. You know, yeah, I can do that. Yes, um, I know you didn't love this, Donnie, but The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, I thought was great. I didn't hate it, and just I watched like Too five much. episodes and yeah. kind of stopped watching, and like I didn't stop watching for any reason. It's just. I don't know. It's hard to explain to people because TV is like such the rage with Netflix and everything. People love these series. Yeah. I just don't get into them for whatever reason. Like it's just not, it doesn't fit like. That's fair. It's also, you got to like wait in between. It's not like a consistent movie. Yeah. yeah I get that. I get that. Uh, Hannibal, which is a, a severely underrated TV show. Fantastic. Uh, Hannibal is a show that I was watching it said to myself, how is this allowed on network television? It is so gruesome and violent and scary. It is so good. And Mads Mikkelsen is incredible. Um, it's such a great show. And brutal. Um, and Hugh Dancy, who plays um, the, the main FBI guy, he's he's so good. Um, Penny Dreadful is a, is a show I loved from Showtime with Ava Green. Ava Green. She's great. Um, Harper's Island is a really fun um, show where uh, it was on CBS, maybe. 
Katie Cassidy's in it. Uh, she's been in a few horror things since then. Um, it's this like tale of revenge story where people just keep getting killed and you're trying to figure out who did it. It's probably like the TV version of us of a good, I know what you did last summer. Um, and like comparing it to like good things. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead was one of mine. Um, and uh, something I wanted to mention, not Walking Dead, but by Robert Kirkman, there's a show called Outcast, which Very not good. a lot of people have seen because it's on Cinemax, unfortunately, for most people. It's a it's an exorcism show. It's based off of his comic. His comic is gripping and exciting and really well told. And, and the show picks right up. It's scary, literally scary. Exorcism, jump out of your seat, hauntings, all these kinds of things. It's very well done. Patrick Fugit or Fugit is in it, um, uh, uh, who is from Almost Famous, uh, but he's grown up now. <laughs> very well done. Uh, good, good show. I would highly recommend it if you can find it. Um, or if you get like a free trial to Cinemax, there's two seasons, so you can try to like binge it out. But those are some good, scary TV shows. Uh, I'm not too much. I'm kind of like Donnie. I don't get into much TV these days. Uh, I did start watching one called Kingdom on Netflix, which Mm. is a South Korean um, show. And it's a period piece, which is what kind of had my interest. But it also uh, seems to be about some sort of plague that is – set to kind of overthrow this dynasty, but the plague brings people back to life and turns them into zombies. Uh, And I saw the first episode and I'm kind of regretful that I didn't go back and watch it. I just kind of forgot about it sort of, Um, but it seemed to be really cool. So for something a little bit different, um, the, the cinematics and everything of it seemed really cool. And it's only two, it seems to be only two, uh, two seasons long because like everything on Netflix, it got canceled. Yeah. (laughs) From what I I understand from what I'm seeing here. So as much as I don't get into TV series, uh, one of my favorite things in the horror genre are documentaries and like behind Mm. the scenes pieces. Um, and shutter is full of that stuff. So Mm. if you have a shutter subscription or you want to sign up for one of the free trials, you can watch horror noir, which is about African Americans in horror movies. And like, just like from the black exploitation films, like all the way to now. And it's, it's required viewing. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, it's one of the best things I think I've seen in the space. And then, uh, not as good, but still worth watching a scream queen, which is all of the uh, nightmare on Elm street two. And like the gay parallels, the actor face and everything like with that. And then getting into actual horror crystal Lake memories and never sleep again are, really long exhaustive documentaries of behind the scenes of nightmare on elm street and friday the 13th and if you're into those series which so many people are it's amazing stuff so you just get so much backstory behind the effects and tom savini and he's talking about all the things he did to make all these effects that we love and all these things and it's just you don't ever get that kind of stuff and that stuff is really really fun um in search of darkness was a documentary that i funded on kickstarter i think it's a little i think i really like that documentary it's great if you're looking for options to watch uh 
You're like, you know, like maybe next Halloween, you're like, I want to watch some old horror movies I've never seen before. Watch In Search of Darkness because there's like 4,000 movies they cover in that movie. Um, <laughs> but the problem is they, they really only cover each one for a short period. So you don't get a long look at any of them. You kind of just get like a real quick elevator pitch in every one um, would be a d- downside to me. In that same vein, I really love Eli Roth's History of Horror. That is a TV series, but it's a little documentary, like a docu-series, where every episode... Have you guys seen that? I've never no. seen it. i heard of it, though. Yeah, you, can, my list. you can buy it on uh, on anything, right? Like, I buy the series, but you can watch it, I think, on A&E or History Channel or something like that. Um, but every series has its own topic. So there's like a zombie special, there's a, you know, like a haunted house special, a vampire special, a monster special and all that. And then they go through kind of like a history of that genre and all the great movies that are in it. And they talk, you know, to every actor kind of along the way. And they cut to different people like Jack Black's in it at random periods and stuff like that. It's, it's good. Um, you know, um, Rob Zombie's in there. But where the Slender Man is a interesting thing about like a real world event that happened like around that type of stuff going to pieces is a great one why horror is a really good one that's more like psychoanalytical as to why we like horror movies this one big horror fan basically just sets out to understand why he likes horror movies so much when so many people look down on he goes and talks to doctors and analyzes your brain and all the things that you do and and that type of stuff goes to convention and stuff like that and then the last one I'll, i'll pitch is the best worst movie um which is a whole breakdown um, that's what it's called <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it's called it's called the best worst movie um and they have all these the 100 worst films and most of them are their horror films and all the reasons why they're so bad and again another one of those really entertaining flicks if you're looking for options to watch so i really like those all right boy we're almost two hours so we gotta gotta wrap this up and get out of here um <clears throat> Grouchy wants to know, as a total experience, what was your favorite part of doing a limited series podcast and your least favorite? Hi. I know my least favorite was deciding to do every other week or whatever we did and having so much to cover in that amount of time. Like if I had done this when I was single and had all the time in the world, yeah, I could watch lots of movies. Um but right now, that's tough. And just in that amount of time, I think it's tough for anybody because there's just so much. I mean, how do you cover a whole year's worth of movies in any genre, really? Um, so that is kind of tough because you feel like you don't want to miss anything. And it leads you to really, uh, I, at least me personally, I was always worried that I was missing some hidden gem that we might not uncover. And then somebody's going to be like, you guys didn't talk about this movie. And yeah. It, it's just there, there's not enough time. And, yep. and that really, it was a kind of a bummer, you know, I agree. I didn't like anything about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll piggyback off that. Uh, nobody else wants to jump in and I'll say the same thing. I mean, it was a real grind to do it. And I think it felt more like a grind because it didn't have to be, it was all self-imposed. We didn't have to do it, but yeah. we did it because we cared and we wanted to do it well. And, uh, that's something that I am proud of. And, uh, mm. and I think all three of us definitely shared that. And I think it shows. And, uh, you know, for all the jokes that we give and the rightful criticism that we get for spoiling things, I think our spoilers show an in-depth knowledge of the movies that we covered. It's real easy for us to pull up a list and just read you yeah. a bunch of names and then pick one. We didn't yep. do that. We watched them all, and you can tell. <laughs> Not only do we watch them all, we proved it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I really like the idea of doing a little serial podcast. Um, 
food for thought. I mean, this was really kind of my idea that I pitched to these guys like randomly, like right before June. I was like, guys, we should do this um, because we like this and I think we'd be good at it. And I love the idea of doing a little limited series thing. Um, I love, you know, launching uh, like with the branding and all that stuff. But I thought we were a really good fit for it. And, you know, it's kind of the rage, like so many popular outlets and things are doing things like this that I thought it would be cool for PSVG to venture into that realm. So I liked the little experiment in trying to do it. Yeah. Um, I'd say I, I thought of what a, my positive is that we got to talk shop, you know, for me, movies, I went to film school. It hurts to not really be able to do anything in the actual film space right now, but um, to be at le- able to at least talk movies, uh, it, it's difficult. Not a lot of people want to like, wasn't Kyle down. like Kyle's first comment is like we have a movie podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you know, and like I don't do that in any other other podcasts. I I do so it's nice to break down, talk about movies, and kind of keep that that muscle flexed and work it out for me because uh, once you're out of that space for long enough, you just kind of don't ever go back into nobody's calling me to do movies right now let me just say that you know you fall out you have kids or whatever and uh there's not enough time and then you just fall out of that whole um scene you're gonna gonna be in my movie oh god (laughs) (laughs) can i be cameraman nope (laughs) you're the star i don't act it's porn I, I, I was thinking that, <laughs> it's it's but there are no yeah. male. There are no male. We're roles. just going for reaction shots. You don't have to act at all. It uh, way, but it I, I love what I love what we did. Um, I got to see so many movies that I I wouldn't have seen. While I 100 agree that it was stressful certain weeks for sure to try to because you just feel you feel not necessarily. You feel obligated in a way, but out of out of want, like out of a necessity. sense of duty. Right, like you want, like you feel obligated to put in the work. You to want to be good at it, movies. right? Mm-hmm. And like we definitely had our first two episodes were definitely rough because we filmed them the same day for the first time. Like filmed them, I said, recorded them for the first time, like time back to back. So we definitely like didn't hit our stride until like the fourth episode in. I don't think, but like I still think that shows, regardless of quality uh or or assuredness of ourselves we still put in the work on those films so we can still talk about i think well about like what we watched and and our passion random and we talk about movies we hated and movies we loved with the equal amount of passion i think we had a lot of fun yeah um goofing on ourselves too when we messed up and things like that so like i i enjoyed everything that we did um so yeah, I have um, only positive thoughts coming out of this. Wow, Delvin, an outsider's perspective. I I loved it. I thought it was great. It's when you listen to PSVG so much, you feel like you know people because of their takes on video games and things like that. So seeing this different perspective of each one of you. On your movie tastes, some great, some not. Midsummer, but <laughs> but just it follows. <laughs> hey, why are you bringing all of us down, Donnie? <laughs> but I'm just spreading I, it around. <laughs> <laughs> but I I loved it the logic because it's just so Bro. cool to, to hear your opinions on movies and things like that, 
And it felt like almost like a kid in the candy store. Like, okay, what they got for me this week to listen to? Okay, this, 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 I got to check out. Oh, I never saw this movie. Let me go watch this movie. And you kind of, I almost wanted you guys to put on a spreadsheet. I know that would been too much to ask you guys to. <laughs> no, that's actually, that, that's, that's, that's a part of criticism that we got. I think Sean was the first one to say, he's like, I really wish you guys listed all the movies that you talked about. My hope was that like you'd hear one or two that you liked and you'd just remember those, but I could understand why. And I started like towards the end when I started releasing the episodes at the end, I started trying to list them all. But yeah, that's something we could have done better. I will say this though. It because you didn't list them all, it caused me to listen to episodes two or three times. Like oh, what was that movie they were talking about earlier? Extra plays. Didn't Google the movie. <laughs> we have replay like, value. Yes. <laughs> so I did that a lot. And that's uh, a good thing. My least favorite part, it was absolutely scheduling and the editing and everything. Um, one of the things that we did for this was it was a patron exclusive, early access. Because mm-hmm. as always, I'm always trying to find a way to say thank you to those that support us at an extra level. So scheduling everything, I have a chart here. And it's one thing you've never seen, Delvin, that these guys have seen. I have a chart here on when we record versus when it goes live for patrons versus when it goes live for the public versus when it goes live for YouTube. And I was the person behind clicking all these different days. And, um, you know, we have four days per episode when things are going live and they're like weeks apart. So trying to keep up with everything and making sure that I was staying on task. And I think even one time, I think I was a day behind, but just trying to do that for 11 straight weeks, tough, you know, from August all the way through December, that was tough. And, and it's, it's not like hard, but at the same time, it's so much more management than like Shaq, which we record and then I edit real quick and then I throw it right up and we're gone. You know, this took planning because not only did we have to do this, but we were in a tight time frame. And I, you know, I told both of these guys, I knew on the front end that if we got behind, we'd never catch up, you know, so we had to stay on task and we had to stay on schedule because it'd be real easy to fall behind a week or two. And then when we were recording every other week, because we all have our own shows. So trying to find time to fit these all in, if you miss a show or two, then a week turns into a month and a half real fast like that. And all of a sudden we got shows coming out in February instead of December. So I, I will say this. I would like to hear you guys continue to talk about horror, maybe in a more simplified way, because this like this whole process of a decade of horror is complicated. Like you guys have to watch all these movies at one time and that seems daunting. That's a really good segue into Grouchy's final question, which is how do you think you'll continue the tradition? Which uh full car plunge, guys, we haven't talked about the future of the show um at all. Until this very moment. We haven't discussed it all privately. There have been zero chats. And as much as I would love to put these guys on the spot and throw them under the bus, I don't think that would be fair. So I will go ahead and start. Um, Because it was really, it was my idea and I wanted to do it. And uh, I don't think it'd be fair to throw you guys under the bus. And I would say that I don't think we can do this again. I don't think I can do it again, personally. Um, This is too much. It was too much. I I thought we could do it and we did it. We did a great job of it. I'm very proud of it. I can't do it again. I can't do, uh, so like I've thought of different ways we could do the show. We could do a different decade, right? We could do genres. We could do a slasher season or we could do a season on the eighties or the nineties or the two thousands. There's lots of things that we could do. Um, and now that we have time to plan for it, we can even do it. Like we could do it. Like, let's say we wanted to do the eighties. We're going to do decade of horror, the eighties, right? And we're going to do an episode a month between now and next Halloween. Like you could do that. 
still got to watch all those movies. Like the preparation that goes into doing a show like this is so much more than the preparation that goes into our weekly video game. Because here's the thing, our weekly video game shows, that's our normal day-to-day life. It's not our normal day-to-day life to watch 19 movies in 14 days. And uh, I don't think folks realize that some some movies, you know, uh, some weeks we had 20, 25, 25 plus movies to comb through. Yeah. And uh, we did. And there were some that we like divided. And like there were there were a couple weeks there where Josh and I had over 40 movies that we wrote down as like worth watching, worth mentioning on the show. Yeah. So there were periods where it was like, all right. You take these five and I'll take these five and then we'll just talk about it on the show. Like we we all can't watch all of these, so we have to divide. Um, it's yeah. just too much. And even if we did that now, you're talking about like right now, then we'd have to watch, you know, 40 movies from 1981 between now and January, whatever. You know, it's too much. It's too much. Um, and personally, as somebody who has multiple shows, I know Lucas has multiple shows. Like it was too much. It was a lot. It was a lot to ask for. I, I thought we could do it and we did. Um, but even, it was even a bit more than I think I thought it was when I asked you guys to do it. So my personal recommendation, not that we have to do it again, I'm not in charge. This is a team effort. So if you guys just hate the idea, then we, then we'll find something else to do. But my personal recommendation is that we do this as a one-off special show next October for 2021. And we just kind of keep it going for like the one year. Um, and maybe we throw in like, I don't know, a retro show or something where we, riff or something i don't know but you know we don't have to have any rules that's the beauty of it we do whatever the hell we want it doesn't even matter that the show is called a decade or who gives a fuck <laughs> you know yeah. so like we can do whatever we want so in that regard i would definitely like to to lower the strain because uh i felt it like coming into here like i'm about to take a break i need it and it's not just because of this show but it's the totality of the shows and you're thinking of me it's I do a DLC a month and that's two or three hours and I do a strong style a month and that's two hours. And I do four decade of horrors and four shacks and four empire. And it's a, sh- that's like, you know, it's 20 days of the month. It's too much. It's yeah. too much. So well, to, to kind of piggyback off of that, that's the struggle that I was having with the idea as well as like when you're talking about how many movies we had to watch, basically when I pick a movie, me personally, that's basically what I'm doing at the end of my day at night. Um, like that's the one thing that I can do because, uh, with it does, it definitely doesn't help that COVID happened. Right. So my, my personal schedule is completely messed up. I used to have lots of free time. Now I have two hours at the end of the night, basically. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the want is there. And, but I'm glad that you said that because, you know, you don't want to be the guy who's like, everyone's like, yeah, let's do more. And I thought it'd like, be an well, asshole move to be like, what do you think we should do for the future, Lucas? <laughs> yeah. And then just throw all of that out there, not knowing what you're going to say. Um, like the one is there. And like I said before, if I if things were different, I would be more readily to be like, yeah, let's do it. But uh, with the time that I have, now, I very well could see this. In a different world, in a different universe, if the three of us had met, this could have been our podcast. The Instead podcast. Instead of right. doing other podcasts, this could have been our podcast because like- the, the reason that I was excited to do it and the reason that I put so much into it with our our art and our intro and our music is I thought, you know, I told you guys this and I told actually the reason Delvin's here tonight, which I should address at the top show, Delvin knew about this before both of you. Yeah, I talked to Delvin about this first. Yeah, you, yeah I remember you said and that. And I told Delvin, I was like, I think us three would be 
good at it. It's not, I didn't do it because I wanted it to do it because I like it. I just literally thought it was like the three of us together could do this well. Cause I thought we complimented each other. Well, I thought our, our different taste in movies really put a nice, well-rounded, you know, approach to this where I don't listen to horror movie podcasts. I have, and I don't necessarily think that's always the case with the ones that I've dabbled and sampled, you know, where mm-hmm. I think we all have a different taste and then there's some overlap, you know, like there's a Venn diagram of a decade of horror. There's that sweet spot, Midsummer, where all three of us come together. Yeah. But then, you know, like there's a whole wide range of stuff that we wrap up. And I think collectively, we probably bring a lot for every horror fan. Like if you're a fan of horror movies, there's probably something for everybody here. Do you think there's Team Donnie, Team Josh, Team Lucas? You think people out there? I think can- there could be. I, 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 my movie tastes align with Josh. And I hate Oh, it. thanks. God God bless anyone on Team Josh. I feel so bad for you. <laughs> Call in. Call in now. <laughs> Delvin, did you like the 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 year that was segments? We didn't talk about those at all. Did you like Josh's I segments? I love them. I love them. I thought they were unintentionally funny. <laughs> it was a great little icebreaker. That's what it was yeah. kind of meant to be. <laughs> because Josh is giving out these horrible things that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Jamie just burst into laughter like well just in case you forgot <laughs> just in case you forgot this person got brutally murdered this year and the election was screwed over <laughs> Donnie and I are like that happened that that was three years ago the iPad really <laughs> yeah. and then it's like well let's talk about something brighter let's talk about some horror movies yeah. <laughs> I love the purge where everybody kills each other <laughs> Speaking of murder, have you guys seen The Purge? Um, I'm going to get to Josh, but also I forgot to mention, you know, I was a little, and I'm going to say this, but I want to make sure you guys know that, like, it doesn't matter to me, but I think I would be more gung-ho to trying to do this again, like a full season, if our numbers were better. The show didn't really find an audience like our other shows have, and I expect I didn't expect that it would. It's a niche show. I knew that. It was a specialty show, but I thought launching... With our audience and launching at the time we did, like we're around Halloween, I thought we'd find some people. Garner some interest. Didn't really. 10% of, it's basically like 10% of Shaq is what Decade of Horror found. And uh, that's lower than I thought. If it was 40%, I'd be like, this is worth doing, guys. Like, let's let's find a way to do it. But Mm -hmm. it's not. Why would you tell me that? No. <laughs> well, it's like here's the so here's the thing, right? Like we don't disclose numbers. We don't talk about it on the team. I don't give a fuck. We don't sell advertising, so the numbers don't matter, right? Um, the work has to be worth the. There you go. Yes. Is it worth doing? It's like well, not a lot of people liked it. Now that's not to say people don't like it. I've really much enjoyed Grouchy. Nasty Boots, my best friend Drew, who doesn't even listen to us or podcasts, he listens to this show. This is his PSVG show. And he told me, like, last week, I shared it with you guys, sent you a screenshot. He's like, I miss not having the show every week. Like, he misses it. And I know there's a handful of people out there, but is there enough to keep doing it? That's where the rubber meets the road, right? It's a it's a matter of resources and yeah. what you're spending your resources on. Yeah. So I, I thought it would. I thought I was hoping that maybe we would branch out, find a new audience that's outside of the video game space, and I, I don't. I don't think we did. <laughs> Nobody was there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, people listened. You know, it's not like it did nothing. People listened, but 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Not, I mean, if you, look at the, if you look at the Discord channel's activity, you wouldn't know that there weren't. Which we definitely will keep going. We've always talked horror movies in in the Discord before we ever started the show, so that's staying. And uh, I would like to commit to at least doing, you know, like a, an annual revisit, or maybe we do like a show or two or something. We'll come up with something, right? We'll come up with something. Yeah. Definitely want to talk about Candyman and shit with you guys next year. Like, I definitely want to do that. There's lots of movies that I'm excited to watch this year. Um, so we can come up with something. And like I said, maybe we can leave it to the listeners. Maybe the listeners can pitch us, I don't know, movies or something to watch. And we can rank them. Like, there's all kinds of ideas we could come up with. Um, or I was even thinking like, what if we did like two episodes or maybe three, where we picked a year from a different decade, right? We could do like 2021. I'm just throwing out numbers like 2006 and 1986 or something like that. We could do something like that and just, like yeah, just lower the volume down, but still kind of keep with the same thing. That'd be cool. We could do that. That'd be fun. And let patrons or something pick the years or something, right? That'd be fun. We could do that. I agree. Josh is nodding for you audio listeners. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot y'all, you guys can do with this this genre. Like horror's deep and you guys are very knowledgeable. I feel like you can have a lot of fun with it, but the whole key to, thing to it is have fun with it. That's the main thing about it. Like when it starts feeling like a job, then mm, it has to match what you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Final thoughts, Josh. Uh, I don't know, stick out like a sore thumb. Uh, I He's appreciate. Like, Damn it, we're doing this every month. <laughs> uh, I re- I respect uh, your time and how much like I know how much work this is for you. So like I I wouldn't want you to do something that that you didn't have the time or resources to do, or like if the ends didn't like if didn't meet where you wanted it to be. Uh, for me, I was ready to go. Another another whole thing. I was ready to do the '80s or the '90s. I was I was game. Uh, but I wanted to do the like, '80s too, and I was thinking we could like '85, like we get like Lucas to do like an '80s version of our logo and stuff. I had all yeah. these ideas. Get like right. some Probably, AG yeah. synth stuff going. We redo the logo. Redo the whole thing. I, I had ideas. It probably isn't a surprise to Lucas. Like I hounded Fluxpose for Netflixation for years. Uh, this is just something that I enjoy doing and i don't have an outlet to do that so this was my outlet even if it was just horror films like films movies this is my thing like along with board games and video games right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it was was just such a joy to do i had such a blast um i don't want it to end i didn't want it to end um but uh i respect you all you guys time more because we're friends in real life and we talk and I wouldn't ever want to. Right, you don't like, want to be a burden. Doing it, so I guess we just wants to do it. So I guess we'll do it. And then right. like, right. No, I get it. Do, do Let it. me ask you this. Like, oh, Here's another idea I had <laughs> just floating it out there trying to see if there's like some common ground here. I thought of like, what if we did like seasonal check-ins? Like every quarter, we did a show. Every three or four months, we get together, talk about the movies that we watched in the last three or four months. And then, like, at the end of the year, there'd be four new episodes, but they'd all be for, like, the same year. Right, like 2021. 
Mm. So we're not watching them all in such a condensed space. We kind of spread it out. The conversation's kind of ongoing. I don't know if that makes for a good show. That's the other thing about that. Like, is that too much? You know, is that like two or three movies per episode or are there more than that? Well, you know, I will interject here. I think you guys make the show. So the conversation that you guys have about the movies and things make the show what it is. So it doesn't matter that the time frame, what you're talking about. Oh, we talk about movies from six months ago. It's the, the banter between you guys, the selling of the movies to us that make the show special. So I don't think that even matters. Like as long as you, keep I was doing thinking it, for us three, like, does it matter to us if, you know, let's say we record in April, right. For everything that started January one to April. Like, what does that show look like? Are there two movies in there? Are there eight? Like, what's the content like that? Mm. And it doesn't have to be on a schedule. But one of the ideas I had was, what if we just kind of had a check-in so often where a surprise episode of Decade of Horror goes up? You know, like, it's just like, here's a new one. Like, Josh, it doesn't have to be every four months, right? It doesn't have to be that rigid. But I had that idea where we don't just save it, like, for this one big annual. Because the whole idea behind this entire show was we used to do this. We did this for patrons for two years, but it was like a four-hour freaking disaster of a podcast right and the whole idea for decade of horror was can we structure it in a way that makes it more deliverable so like would that work like if we did it like once twice four times a year where you know like we just give you little updates like here's what's happening in horror movies over the last couple of months you know from us three like is that something listeners want to hear i think i have to mute it because someone's using a snowball are they shooting guns again <laughs> Uh, I think we have plenty of time to talk about it. Sure. I think also if you want to get to like the decade of horror thing, you kind of had this idea earlier, but if you wanted to do the 2021 show, but then you also do like 2021, we can skip 2011 because we did that. 20 to like 2001, 91 and 81. Like, like do a thing like it's. Oh, like keep decade. them in. Oh, I like that. That's good, Josh. And you could keep the decade of horror thing. It just doesn't have the same meaning. And that's then good that way, though. You have yeah. ten years of show. Mm, that's not bad. <laughs> I know? like that idea. That was something else we could do. Like, uh, if if you wanted to, like that way, you're introducing people to to new to them movies, while also maybe movies they saw that year. And then we're like, hey, like 2021, right? So the Conjuring, whatever new universe came out. Like, if you like this movie, check out this movie from '81 or '91. Like. Ooh. Probably also like this movie or something. Houston, we might have a winner. I really like this idea. Because I could do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. I'm okay. 81, 91, 01, and 21. I could do that. That's four shows. We could do that in one month. Like, that's not that big Mm -hmm. of a deal. We could could do that in one month. We don't want to, but we could. But here's the beauty of it. We've got 10 months to figure it out. That's a lot of time. You know, so we come off for Christmas. We come back. And yeah, let's do that. I can commit to that now. I think we can do four episodes between now and then. It's Josh, just the show. That's a piece of cake. Yeah. Listeners, let us know if you like this idea. We could do yes. one big episode at the end of the year. We could do four episodes a year focused on one year. We could do four episodes a year focused on one year from each decade. Decades of horror. <laughs> Ooh. Now we got to get a whole new damn intro. God. Just damn it, Lucas. Just add an ass. Just write it right on there. Nobody will know. Just scratch it out like spray paint. <laughs> <laughs>
that's going to do it for this show um we really really hope you enjoyed it whether you found us on patreon whether you're a brand new listener psvg if you are let us know right because that helps us going like if you've just listened to this all all fall long and we have no idea who you are say something like leave us a review send us a tweet or something like that helps us want to keep going and uh, but for those of us in PSVG land that are in the Discord, that are in the Patreon, that follow us on Twitter, man, I really hope you guys enjoyed this. It was a lot of, I would say sweat, but it's definitely no sweat. It was just a lot of time and effort and love put into this, and uh, I'm real proud of it. I think we did a great job, guys. I really. Yeah, for really Connor, did. I I don't care if they liked it because I loved it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Josh says, "Fuck you, Justin." <laughs> I hope you liked it too. I hope you enjoyed it with us. But I agree. Fuck you, Justin. Cast- <laughs> Get your own show. <laughs> I do. Lo- I, I wanted to clip that and use that like as art or something like in her outro that day that Justin was like, I hate that you guys spoil it. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I'm not going to I'm not going to stop doing that. So I don't know. Just don't listen or something. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Watch the movies. For- <laughs> yeah, we tell you like it's a, it's every year. You know what the episode's about horror movies of 2018 like if you're scared don't listen to that show he got, like, a whole episode of us name dropping him he's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh that's gonna do it thank you so much for listening for tuning in for watching we hope you guys enjoyed it we hope you enjoyed this episode and uh until next time when we figure out whatever this is good night that's it see you folks hi i'm chucky and i'm your friend to the end Heidi ho ha ha ha